Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Scott and Paul's Rambling Podcast. Welcome to Scott and Paul's Rambling Podcast. Hello. Scott McLeod here, as well as my good friend and co-host, Paul Brown. Hello. Good friend who brought cider up for this, this occasion. I did. I brought I brought beverages. Mm-hmm. I've already, I'm already on my third, I think. I'm pretty sure you're in a sound much like me. I'll be on my third pretty quick. <laughs> of course you will. Cause, cause, <laughs> Wait, of course you will. <laughs> because, you know, we all, as with the past, show, nothing makes this show any better than alcohol. No, no. <laughs> But do, you, do you know, Scott, as we are going to get into a discussion about it later on in the show... Hold on, as some prick is driving his car Yeah, fuck you, window. prick. You know who I'm quite enjoying in Impact Wrestling at the moment? Is it be Johnny Swinger? I do enjoy Johnny Swinger. I'm not a Mizark, you know. <laughs> but I like the North. And I'll, I'll tell you why I like the North. I think Josh Alexander is phenomenal in the ring. Mm-hmm. And Ethan Page... It's an irritating little prick. <laughs> and I love when they make the ring entrance, mm-hmm. when they go in and Josh Alexander stand there all, yeah, mm-hmm. and Ethan Page is sitting on the ring apron going, <laughs> I, I'm assuming since you watched it over the last couple of weeks, you've seen that. Yeah. His, his whole little... <laughs> so for people who don't know, because it's an audio format, we forget that, uh, he's yeah, waving yeah. in a weird fashion. Yeah, he just sits on the ring apron and smiles brightly and waves. Not, to no one. Not as cool. Not as cool as when Susie just waves, as uh, Master Main. Master Main thank a uh, cleverly said summed up. She's waving to all your friends, Josh. Yeah, you're. That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> you're bad. We should. We should uh, before we delve into impact or anything else, uh, address something. Uh, so mostly you can tell so far, and also by the title, whatever title we've come up for this episode. This is not a, <laughs> This is not a quiz episode, as we said it would be last week. No, we neither one of us are, I believe, adequately prepared for our quizzing. It's not that we just weren't prepared. It was more the fact that I planned to do this quiz yeah. all day, but then, you know, basically plans because then I had my dad's birthday during the past week. and then Plus you have a lot of other shows I to do, deal with. I do other shows, because like, people will know Rogue Opinions, Eat, Sleep, Sleep, Eat, Sleep, Eat. Yeah. And basically, it was during the day where like, I was doing at least one podcast a day, except for my dad's birthday. And then there was the, the podcast t- today that we were doing. And it's just a case of like having to sit down because we, we had the five rounds. I, d- I did write a few questions. Like, I can. Yeah. I like to think of myself as a bit of a wrestling smart person. Oh. Wrestling quizzes I've won. I think I can come up with a few wrestling questions like off the bat. I took some time to write, start the Frasier round before anything else, because that is the most important round to me. I have a question. You. I have a qu- particular question on the wrestling section of our quiz mm-hmm. that is both going to stump and really piss you off. It's worse than the Berserker one. <laughs> we'll see. But we'll see. It's worse. Well, but have, the- have you heard of the Swedish Angel? No. No, I'm not. Yeah. 
know you've just told me that to you and you're saying, this gives me reason to go and look up the Swedish Angel. Yeah. So why did you mention the Swedish Angel? Because I, I was thinking of asking you a question anyway, because I, I thought about it. The reason I bring it up mm-hmm. is because I feel, even I feel this question is a, is a, is a dirty pull. <laughs> so I, I, will, I will ask you anyway, have you, have you ever heard of the French Angel? You said the Swedish Angel. Is that yeah, he, he, he picked his name from this person. Huh. Well, no, I've not heard of either. Oh, he was a wrestler in the 30s through to the 50s, I think. Well, 30s through to the early, well, early and late 40s. And he had the same affliction as Andre has and the Big Show has. That mm-hmm. agromalgia thing, you know, the bone growth and shit yeah. like that. In his youth, he'd been a very angelic looking, mm-hmm. very pretty looking character, hence the name of the French Angel. But when he got older and he grew grotesquely huge <laughs> and very hard on the eyes, shall we say. Yeah. He was a very, like, a big... You know those cartoons you see of big iron-jawed dudes? He was very, like... Mm-hmm. You know, a big... Like that. And he was a champion, like, in the territories. He was a champion in France. Mm-hmm. And he died in the 50s. But I did go to the Fraser round, even though that's the I went to that first. And honestly, I think I may have came up with one or two questions that, even if you do manage to get them, they will give you a bit of a run for your money, I think. But the whole thing was, like, we've got five rounds, five questions each. And, like, this, I think, to properly, like, try and stump the other, we, we should not put together some sort of half-assed quiz just for the sake of, like, oh, it needs to be done by next week. Oh, no. Because, like, I was preparing for everything else I had to do. And I was in this weird state of like feeling like I had both too much to do and not enough to do <laughs> at the same time, which was a weird feeling for me. And then there was just times where like I'd go for and focus on some of the other rounds and just sit there with my pad with the like spaces uh, designated for questions. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there, just staring into the staring into the void, just feeling like with my brain just. Because I've been focusing on, okay, and you get this one, dad, my brother's going to get this, and then I'm arranging this day, this time I'll phone this person on Skype, and we'll do this podcast, and I need to watch this, because this is what we're discussing on this show. I think I just burnt myself out. You're like, fuck it, we'll do it another time. I, I burnt myself out. It was like, because like, I had it idea, and then it's like, I like keeping occupied, but I did it at my own risk, because I'm like, because yeah. I've been doing quite a few quiz-related stuff outside of this, so when it came down to doing this other quiz... I think I was, at that particular time, I'd, re- I'd reached my limit of four quizzes. Thing. Of, on on of that the, topic, by the way, I'm currently beating you 2-0 on that phone quiz. Well, I haven't had a chance to take my turn yet, have I? No, it's okay. Once you once you play me, I'll still be winning 2-0. We'll see. Because you can't best me on that. I have bested you before. That's because I wasn't trying. Ah, oh, fuck you. <laughs> Always making excuses, aren't you? I occasionally allow people to win when I tire of the game. <laughs> Occasionally. So were you tired? Did you tire of the game in those two wrestling quizzes, which is why I beat you so handedly? Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. You see, I'm, I'm not I'm not supposed to know all this shit about NXT and shit, because I hate it. I never asked you, hey, I'm not here shit about NXT, and also I never asked you anything about NXT. You did quiz. so. No, I didn't. You did. When? What did I ask? I don't know, I've forgotten. I, I don't... I have... And other notes, no, maybe not the one I've got here with my favourite notes in it, but I have the questions I asked you noted down, but I do not. I can look back and prove to you I do not have one NXT question. Okay, Mr. Sticker. 
Is it raining? Yeah. Wow. Anyway. Probably coming in. <laughs> There's someone out there in shorts and a little vest on a bike. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're fucked, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> like that, they're like see them pedaling. They're like, oh no, oh god, no, the rain. <laughs> see, come rain or shine, I never leave a house without a jacket, <laughs> so I'm fine, and I don't fucking wear shorts as a rule, so I'm fine. But getting back to the quiz, it was just a weird. It was a strange week for me, so I didn't have to any real probably put together. I know there may be some people who are disappointed about, but. We are. It's not as if we're not planning on doing it. We're just having to reschedule when we might be doing it. People, people will be annoyed, Scott. We'll send letters. I won't read them. Ha <laughs> they, they don't even know my address. They'll send emails <laughs> and tweets. We'll say, we were promised a quiz. Fuck you. You will get a quiz, just we don't know when. But I have a plan to make it up to these people with regards to this quiz. But I'll get to that at the end of the show. The loser has to drink a pint of vodka in one sitting. I don't think that would be a punishment for you. You, You'll you'll drink just about anything from what I've seen. What what the hell do you mean? (laughs) I've seen you drink bourbon. I've seen you drink beer, wine, cider, dragon soup, uh, El Dorado. Are you saying I have some sort of problem? No, I'm just saying you don't, you don't really have a preference. <laughs> Do you suspect I have some sort of problem? I wouldn't say it out loud, because <laughs> I know you'd berate me for it. <laughs> I wouldn't, I'd just laugh and drink more. <laughs> anyway, oh. I have a plan for this, but we'll, we'll get to them to that later because we're going to be talking about impact more. Is it is it a cunning plan? Yes, oh. a, I think so at least. I have a cunning plan. <laughs> but... But we're going to be talking about Impact later on because, you know, Slamverse is coming up. And Woo! we've got a, a double, another double feature. A couple of really good ones, I think. So as, I said, as much as I hated uh, the first episode of Season 5. Which, next, which I, I find confusing, but I grant you. But we've got a good string of episodes coming up, yeah. including these two we're going to talk about. But before we get to that... Is there anything just in general outside of Fraser and Impact and that that you want to really oh, bring yeah. up or discuss before we get to it? I had a, I had a reason. Well, how was your week? Firstly, busy, I assume, yeah. with what you were saying. Yeah. Um, Did um, you have much downtime? Yeah, like I did have like it was in my downtime that I tried to do like stuff like this, writing this quiz. Yeah. Yeah, I think with everything else that I was focused on, and then had to watch and try to balance it. I think yeah. I thought like I just like I need to take the time, time a couple of days and like like until I'm not sick of quizzes yeah. and come back to when I've actually got an idea of what I can put and what can try and how can I try and stump Paul because as much as I like you when it comes to quizzes you're not my friend you're someone I need to crush no I am very we are both very competitive <laughs> when it comes to that and both terrible losers oh yes 100% yeah but I had a good week I, I found out I'm meeting my brother's new girlfriend mm-hmm. on Friday she she is a, a metal chick. Cool. Good old, you know. He think he thinks we will get on like a house on fire. I hope you do. I, I hope so too. I, I am very happy that he has his new new woman and shit, good shit, you know. But uh well, myself and Brian we got a new hi fi. Cool. You know? Because I I don't know if Brian's just if I don't know if it's a case of my retroness rubbing off on him mm-hmm. 
or if he's going through some kind of midlife crisis, <laughs> you know. But he is he has bought a hi-fi with a CD deck in it, a fucking record player on it. You can play tapes on it. You can play Bluetooth on it. It's a jack of all trades kind of hi-fi, <laughs> bitching, you know. But uh, and he started buying CDs again, bitching, <laughs> you know. I uh, in my downtime, I just I've become obsessed with uh, just going through all of like supernatural. Kids. Yeah, yeah, you said I love your your Winchester Bros shirt. Thank you, very funky. Thank you very much. I've got another one. Uh, it's just a picture of those two. It says uh, driver picks the music, shotgun shuts his cake hole. Yeah, <laughs> cool. Mm. And it just goes how much I've watched in the last because I think within a month or so, I went from you know like in the early part of season eight to now being almost halfway through season ten. Jeez. Because they're like, I think they just done their fifteenth and final season. I was about to say, like, is it still running or was it just I, I finished know, up? I know fifteenth of last season. I don't know if it's if it's aired yet. Mm. I'm watching it on uh, on Amazon, and they've got up to the fourteenth season. So I'll be able to watch them until the last season, and then um, yeah, find fight, or I'll just at least hope that somehow the last season gets uploaded by the time I finish fourteen. Yeah. It's can you just, get? Can you get like Amazon? Can you get a free trial on that shit? I'm pretty sure there's a seven day trial on it. I might, I might give it a mm-hmm. a little bash, you know, because I hear a lot of good things about it. Mm-hmm. It's, you know. I think it's like, I heard one of the best comments I heard about it, and I think it is true about how it, it's one of the best ways, best shows that manages episodic TV with a longer season arc. Yeah. Because they can tie in stuff where it's just like an episodic, like, Freak of the Week or Creature of the Week episode. Yeah, yeah. But then tie in, like, the start and then, like, talking about something that they've, bigger that they've got to deal with. And how their characters like feeling from any previous episode, and that affects their view going into a case going in. Yeah, yeah. And I joke to you that there's even a Kane reference as in Kane the wrestler, <laughs> and the recent episode it was from season nine where Dean gets the mark of Kane. Yeah. Kane and uh, Sam was like, "What's that?" He goes, "It's a like, gift from Kane, like the wrestler." No, that'd be cool though. <laughs> and uh, uh, wasn't. Um... Am I right, mm-hmm. or I could be completely confusing this with another show, so correct me if I'm wrong, you've watched it all pretty much, uh-huh. right? Is Dan Butler in an episode of Supernatural playing a oh, dad yeah. who's a priest or some shit? Oh yeah, it was in one of the early seasons. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, when I see him, oh, it's Bulldog. Aye, because I knew, I knew he was in one, and I was like, oh, fucking Bulldog, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a bit sketchy in his in his episodes. Yeah, he's a little. Mm-hmm. Mm, he's not a badin, but you spend the whole episode thinking he's a badin. Yeah, very much so. Uh, it's one of the ones you think he's a badin, and then it gets to the end, you're like, you're lucky you weren't a badin. Like there was, I really got some real interesting facts about Supernatural, like, and one I found is another show I've been watching quite a lot on because all ten seasons of it are on the uh, Arrow and Amazon is a uh, Smallville. Smallville. Uh, the show uh, really, like, the teenage like Clark Kent. Not a, not a show I really got into. Yeah, the first it takes a couple of seasons to properly get into. I'm on season six now. Yeah. And from like midway to like maybe end of four, midway to five is when you properly see like this is the potential of the show and this is it's properly getting good now. Yeah. And yeah. I, I often preferred if you're talking Smallville, <laughs> I often preferred the new adventures of Lois and Clark. <laughs> That was better. But I read an interesting thing that, because uh, Jensen Ackles, season four of uh, of some of those in 2004, and it started in five, and then in 2005 is when uh, Supernatural started. Yeah. And Jensen Ackles, who plays Dean, was in 
a reoccurring character in season four of Smallville. Was he? And part of the reason he had to eventually be written out is because he got the part of Dean. What was his part in Smallville? Uh, his name was Jason, so he was dating the girl that Clark is into. Ah. Uh, and then, they, like, he's, he, he's he doing, was a love rival. And he was uh, doing dealings with. Uh, he's getting into business with Lex Luthor, and there's this whole can he trust him? What is he? Uh, what is both. Who, which. What are their ulterior motives and all that? And there's all this thing, and I, I read that apparently there was maybe some sort of crossover between the two shows. Yeah. Where Tom Welling, who played Clark, yeah. would, would appear in Supernatural as himself. Because there's this whole thing, the Superman curse that people talk about, where mm. I can't remember the name of the actor, but I know ben, ben Affleck played him in a film where a guy who played like, Superman back in like, an old TV George show. Reeves. Aye, he, about how he died suspiciously, and then how uh, Christopher Reeve became like, a quadriplegic and all that. Yeah. And the idea of this little, because there's a curse amongst like, actors who play Superman, and they were going to use that. That was going to be a plot of an episode of Superman where they're going to try and save Tom Welling from the supposed the Superman curse. curse. No, that was the interesting thing, because the one that played Superman mm-hmm. in the old show, the old black and white, was George Reeve. Yeah. And then Christopher Reeves, mm-hmm. you know, died under suspicious circumstance. Mm-hmm. Like, we say he committed suicide, but then did he? Mm-hmm. With a gun. And then, <laughs> yeah. by the day, like Christopher Reeves' horse, he just wasn't playing ball. Christopher Reeves actually does appear in one of the... Yeah, he plays some science th- scientist, uh, doesn't he? Aye, who... Who's been studying like these alien symbols that are related to to Clark and where he's from, and he's one of the first people who knows properly who he is. Yeah. Also, says like he doesn't obviously tell anybody about it. He just wants to find out a bit more about who Clark is and where he's from. You know the interesting fact about Christopher Reeve, don't you? Was it? Well, and you know that fantastically great movie Hannibal. Mm-hmm. But he was supposed to play the, you know, Mason Verger. Hmm. He was supposed to play that part. I could see that. But I could really see that. Because he just, he, it wasn't long after, like, the idea of him going back into acting, even yeah. though he was paralysed and shit. And apparently he thought about it, and then he read the script about the guy being a crippled, disfigured pedophile. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I'm not fucking playing that. <laughs> well, I guess coming from, like, a character like Superman to that, for him, might have been a bit. Yeah, but I mean, keep the Gary Oldman. Mm-hmm. Gary Oldman's a foul play it. I'll do it. Fuck, I'll do it. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I'll do it. <laughs> Couldn't he give a fuck? fuck. <laughs> I think with that, to enjoy like such a show like Small that is the acting is is certainly not the best. And given it's the early two thousands, it went from two thousand one to twenty eleven. Yeah. So CGI wise, is more bad than it is good. But you, it's one of those things you can have to roll with it's, and ju- to enjoy. It's bad, <laughs> but like, considering that CGI in 01 mm-hmm. threw it into the bit Because 011 mm-hmm. was when it started to really pick up and get mm-hmm. good, I suppose. Even though I've never really been a person that agrees with CGI. But like, yeah, I've, I've always been one that preferred the idea of physical effects, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when you watch like the shows that have come after, like DC t- superhero TV shows like the CGI... Nowadays is a lot better, even but now it looks even worse when you when you see how that is like. Yeah, I love the TV show Titans, the, the Titans. TV show, but whenever the character Garth like changes into a tiger, the CGI just doesn't. If him as a tiger has just never gotten better, <laughs> and there are particular episodes where he spends a significant period of his on screen time as that character, so it just like thinking like. Seriously, you got on Netflix and you, you can't you can't get any make this look any better yeah. than, than this. 
Well, like I say about physical effects, like I always like I don't know if you if you know the names of many, like famous effects people. Not that many. I know yeah. I know the guy, the horror movie guy. Yeah, Tom Savini, who did the uh, Bray's mask and that. Yeah, and the guy also that was quite famous, a guy who gave up doing effects because he was sick of the whole CGI thing. Uh-huh. Rob Bottin did the part. One of the team that did the effects on the thing and things like that and. <laughs> Stuff like that. It was really, really good. He was obsessed with being a effects guy. Like mm-hmm. when he was doing the effects or some movies, he slept on set. Yeah. Just so he could damn it. He made himself ill doing what? <laughs> I, I joke about that. I, I mentioned I mentioned in the past about the TV show Lucifer. Now I think you may like, enjoy it if you, you get a chance. I'd need I'd need to give it a chance. Yeah, you, you, you know you I'm would, suspicious of that. But in season three, Tom Welling shows up in it. As a cop, and then who reveals to have a kind of almost a connection to Lucifer, but you find that out throughout the season. Mm. So he's like a big part of that season, and the difference between him now and then, like he's a lot like more built now. Yeah. And I took my brother like when I was watching, like he looks more capable of being Superman now than when he was Talking Superman. Talking of more built, did you hear the story about Chris Helmsworth? I about him. He's got. He's going to be playing Hogan. I. And he's had to put on like nearly fifty more muscle than he had to put on for Thor yeah, well, to play Hogan. I look at Chris Hemsworth, right, and he's a genuinely fit guy, mm-hmm. right? But he's gonna have to he's gonna look gargantuan. He's one of these guys he's an actor I look at him like I can like aye, I can see him as Hogan. But only because he's one it's a case of basically if no him who's already got blonde hair and that if, and he's already kinda of built it's a case of if no him who the fuck could you possibly get to play someone like Hulk Hogan? I, want, I wonder how much the effects person is going to snigger when they're putting that wig on him. <laughs> and do you think he'll be good at doing the, 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 the Hogan motions and the... Like the hulking up? <laughs> do you think that's what Falabar gets it for? No, no, no! I wonder who they'll get to like help them do the wrestling, because like... They've had like on shows like Glow, the first and they've got like the Chavo Guerrero helping them yeah. do it, and like apparently Canyon and Shane Helms helped on like Ready to Rumble and that. Well, look at look at uh, Mickey Rourke and the wrestler. Mm-hmm. He had uh, who was doing what for him on that? Uh, I heard rumors. his name? I heard rumors. Jerry Lynn might have. Jerry Lynn, that was yeah, it. Yeah, uh, the guy who he faced at the end is uh, Ernest Miller mm. from old WCW days. Ernest the Cat Miller. <laughs> he turned up in one of the Royal Rumbles that I've got. I know, I've got that one too, 2004. He lasted up, no, I think he turned up in one of the 90s ones too. Is it? I think so. I, I, I know he comes in and leaves very quickly. Look, speaking of the wrestler, uh, I was listening to an episode of Eric Bischoff's 83 Weeks yeah. podcast on the way up here, and uh, they were talking about Eric reveals that Hogan got talked to, was talked to about being in the wrestler potentially as Mickey Rock's character. Because when you first hear it, you think, oh, that's in, like, something that Hogan would bring up and, like, talk shit about. Because half the time when Hogan says something, you had to take your opinions out. But the way Eric was talking about it, it seemed legit. Yeah. And, uh, basically, it seemed like Hogan at the time was in 2010, or, like, the late 2010s. Yeah. Where Hogan was having a lot of more back surgeries and a lot, of, he was in a lot of physical pain. Like, yeah, Eric describes it as, like, he said about how Hogan couldn't even like be on the phone talking to people or would struggle to get out of bed and it was part of the reason for him coming to help him in TNA like he was helping Hogan because Hogan can get about. Has Hogan no basically got like a bionic spine though? <laughs> Probably, but like 
the whole thing was basically, I already feel like a broken down like old wrestler. I don't want to play one on I, screen. I don't want to play play. I don't want life imitating art. Yeah, I heard Roddy Piper seen a lot of similarities between himself and Mickey Rock's character so much so that he was, he cried while he watched it. Yeah, and he, he cut a promo with Jericho because part of Jericho's thing with the legends was based on the the from the wrestler. Yeah, and he admitted that promo he was doing thing with Jericho like, yeah, I saw a lot of similarities myself. I cried. Well, I'm not ashamed to admit that. Yeah, I, I, I want to be ashamed to admit I cried at parts of the wrestler too. Hmm. Like, see that part where he was supposed to be meeting his daughter? Oh, yeah. And he goes off and fucks up and takes Colt and fucks a stripper and shit. And you're like, you fucking sad dick. I know. You know? And then he, and then he goes and inspects his daughter not to be pissed. You know? You're like, oh. As <laughs> Kevin Bridges was saying, because I was watching him all day. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he had me fucking... He had me splitting my sides all day. You know, see, because, like, he's a homegrown boy, he's a Clyde Bank boy. You know, and he was talking about high school, and then he was talking about the teachers. Like, I remember the teachers once. Yeah, man. Because apparently he was in high school, he was only like a year or so above my brother. Like, my brother went to high school with him, basically. Like, now uh, there's a teacher, when he did that Cambridge's What's the Story, where he talks about the things that inspire some of his material. Aye. Uh, and uh, he got to go back to and he did that thing where he had to appear on Get Your Own Back and he had his ex-teacher, Mr. Farmer. Like, like fucking giant guy. Mr. Farmer, the maths teacher. Aye, I had, you had him at I had, well, no, but he fucking, he was cool as fuck, that guy. He went to Ponytail and listened to Whitesnake. He was, like, head of, head of maths in math school for a while, was there. Was he? Aye, fucking giant. Fucking, he was such a nice, big guy, though. I, didn't, I, I remember him, right, I'm I, sorry to cut you there, but <laughs> I remember him. He was this kind of teacher that, see, as long as you were respectful and you were right. cool with him, he was the most down to earth, like, really nice guy. Like, see, when I was going with the school to Alton Towers, mm-hmm. I'd got to the school and then realised I'd forgot to bring my fucking permission slip. Uh-huh. And I was like, ah, oh, I'm not going to get to go on the fucking trip. And he was like, and his big English voice was like, <laughs> right. don't worry about it, Paul, I'll drive you way on back. I'll drive <laughs> you to get your slip and then take you back to the bus. <laughs> and all the way on back, he was playing Whitesnake, and I was like, Fucking yes, man. And uh, from last year, I didn't get him. I didn't really have him personally, like teaching math class. But he'd be like, in and out of classes. I was yeah, in, yeah, yeah. And or if like there was nobody else to take, he'd and the I mean, like sometimes he'd come in. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, like as long as you weren't causing trouble, that then he was fine. You didn't. Really. But if you pissed him off, well, woe be to it. Such a like he oh. went for being all calm and cool. He fuck you. That in fact, <laughs> the fact that he was so much top bigger than it. No, not just this, just students, but majority of fucking teachers. I know he was huge. You're like fucking hell, like, don't don't piss him off. And oh, don't. Well, we did take the piss of the fact that he came out of school with that car with the fucking canoes on the the top of it. And my brother even jokes apparently once. Uh, I don't know if he said it to farmer himself, but <laughs> he would. But he joked like, "That's no canoes, that's his fucking shoes." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Shout out to Mister Farmer. Uh-huh. I don't know, I'm gonna open this camera. I've had some issues with these cans. Just... Remember, remember, remember the technique. Crack and then sup. Nailed it, man. Oh, Nailed right, it. I was right on it, rather than the last couple of things where it's fucking projectiles across the room. Yeah. But no, we we remember one, I think you mentioned him, uh, Mr. Sangster. <laughs> Sangster the gangster. We had him on occasion. You know? And we're, we're teacher Mr. McElwain. He was my, my craft teacher, Mr. McElwain. <laughs> he was a good guy. Can never be bored with people, mind you, but... I, I had a... Like, I can't remember his name. But I had two different uh, IT teachers. Yeah. An old guy and a young guy, but they had the same last name. 
<laughs> and they were running joke among people, even though as much as they joked, they joked about it, but then said they weren't. We kept joking, like, is he your dad? <laughs> is he your, <laughs> like, your dad? Oh. And I'm pretty sure, I only remember this older IT, uh, IT teacher for the fact that he had the worst breath I've ever... Oh, I hated that. So much so that, I, I and plus I struggled in IT half the time. Because uh, I just, well, one, I couldn't be bothered with it. Yeah. But like, it was a case of, so I needed help probably quite a bit. But I was too scared to ask for help, especially when he was in. Because you didn't want him breathing Because he you? would lean in so close to you, and I couldn't pay attention to what he was saying. I was like, oh, God, that, I'm going to be fucking sick then. You, like, you just sit there, breathe through your mouth, breathe through your mouth. And then you go, oh, no, I'm breathing it in. Oh, oh, no. Can fucking taste it. Is that my mouth? Oh, no, I hated that. You, we, had, we, had a, we had an English teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, did not I, I don't I don't know if he had a breath thing, but he was he had a disgusting habit. Like whenever we went into English class, he had never really wanted to get the desks at the front of the class mm-hmm. because he had this awful habit. He was one of the teachers, right? That wore brown trousers, right? Uh-huh. Brown trousers pulled up like Simon Cowell style, <laughs> you know, in a white shirt, and he looked he looked like Mister Dead, you know. Like, Mr. Dead, he looks like a corpse. <laughs> you know? But he had this awful habit if you were on the front desks, he would come up to talk to you with a hunts behind the back. And I don't know if it was on purpose or whatever, but he'd lean his knuckles on the damn desk. <laughs> you know? Seriously, he would, he would lean into the desk, you'd be like, you'd be like Nah, man. Nah. <laughs> like, you'd, you'd always try to get like, like the second draw of bell. You know how uh, in School of Rock, uh, uh, Jack Black, he pretends to be his pal, he's a substitute, his pal's last name is Schneebly. No, Schneebly. We had, we had a, 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 a gym teacher in, in secondary called Mr. Smedley, and we'd, and we'd jokingly get his name wrong and call him Mr. Schneebly. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, so he was thinking about, there was a guy. Mr. Schneebly. There's a, a, a biology teacher called uh, Mr. Group. And we'd all say grub, and he did, and he was not funny. He was an older teacher. He wasn't grub. Uh, he was not. He was not for messing about. Like, no, it's fucking grub. It's not grub. Grub is stuff about deets. Is what he would say to you. Uh, yo, no, nah, grub is what we all eat. <laughs> my one and only punk punishment exercise came from that teacher. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't ever remember getting a lot of punnies. Yeah, I did. Uh, like, I, was, I was generally a well-behaved child in school. I'm not going to talk about what I got it for, but it was basically something over or nothing that I got it for. So I shouldn't have probably got it in the first place. Uh, but like. Did you feel mildly aggrieved? Mm-hmm. And then having to fucking explain to mum and dad why I fucking go to No. When I, when for the most part, I was good in school. <laughs> like, no getting any trouble. No. Well, I just, I just thought, in school, go in, do the work, keep your head done. Aye. You know, it'll get done. We're 30 minutes in, I know we talked quite a bit about school, we went on this weird... Aye. But I enjoy when we talk about this. So no, I loved it. I mean, like, like in school, it was obvious where my mind was going to go and myself was going to go for the rest of my days. Academic classes like sciences, mathematics, graphics. Mm-hmm. Well, graphics mildly interested me because it involved some kind of drawing. Yeah. yeah. But they bored me. Mm-hmm. But art, music, craft and design. I loved those classes. I fucking English. Mm-hmm. I excelled in those classes because they were all elements of creative. Yeah, I think I was very much similar. Like English, like I did my best, even though it sometimes wasn't always. Good enough for it at the time, yeah. depending on what I had to do, but I did my best. And like there were subjects like history and drama, my two top subjects. Nice, I, I loved history. I love drama partly because one of my uh, 
this is Miller, one of my drama teachers was a bit mental, and I think <laughs> I liked, and I, I liked her for that. <laughs> uh, and, but yeah, like PE and some of my other subjects, like techie, I didn't give a shit. Yeah, I, no, I remember. Took, two, a year, took, it, took it almost a year to build a fucking purchase. What is the point of this? Why am I gonna? Where am I gonna? <laughs> you take you take twenty weeks in any secondary school techie class, and you pick three of them. Maybe yeah. they might use these skills. And some sort of minor job that they need these skills for. Yeah. The rest of us gonna forget this as soon as we walk out. Like, the door. look, I don't want a day list class, man. I don't intend my life plan to be a fucking joiner. Nothing wrong with being a joiner, but it's not what I want to be. Yeah. No, the two things I remember class-wise from school was in my art class, mm-hmm. I did a phenomenal charcoal drawing mm-hmm. of monkey from corn. <laughs> you know, like a great charcoal drawing, and then. On my last essay I did in English class before I left high school, mm-hmm. I passed my English class by a lot, by a ball hell, mm-hmm. by doing an essay on Metallica, <laughs> you know, and Mr. Mr. Bollock leaning on the table, Mr. Lynn, he fucking looked at my essay and went, hmm, no bad, Paul, well, day, that's good, well, <laughs> day, and I was like, but so I'm good, I'm done, passed, and I was like, good, oh, you enjoy leaning your balls. I'm off ski. You know what, I didn't like in school, I had, only had it a couple times, but like, oh. Oh, he's oh. oh, got it. <laughs> oh, alright. <coughs> I inhaled bubbles. <laughs> well, if you're in the ASMR with your podcast, then you're, you're enjoying this week's show, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> like Cider and bubbles and choking on cider. Like, why didn't like, also... If you get stuff wrong, the teacher will come and show you, oh, if you did this, you would have got this right and you would have done this. What I didn't like is when you got something right and you're happy with it, and then they show you how you could have done better, which makes you just feel shit about the compliments that you did get. Because I, like, cause like, I got a, like a B in a mock exam, yeah. and we did right, and I was happy with that. I was one of the higher, <laughs> I was one of the top three higher people in the class, right? Only one yeah. or two people got stuff above me. And then my teacher had, just had me say, well, if you got the extra mark for this one, you actually would have gotten an A, and they're like... Why are you telling me this? I'm as happy with a B. Scott, a B was the best I was aiming for, and you're now telling me I could have done better. Why are you making me feel shit about this? Having having shared a classroom with you, mm-hmm. I, I know of your temperament in the classroom. And what is that supposed to mean? Don't you remember the situation with Kate? Rem- oh, yeah. <laughs> have we talked about this before? I'm sure we have. We have. have ages we have. Ages ago. We have. But you were, you were generally quite pleased with the process we were going through. And then Kate had to come and stick her bloody nose in, and you were like, "Woman." Because we'd made, we'd offered her the opportunity to make the suggestions that she made that were valid, and it would be more valid if they if she did them the first time we suggested. If she had any advice, like weeks beforehand, yeah, this was the final day, and she decided to stick her two bits and in. say like, "Do this, this," and then like, "We don't have time to do this." Why did you not bring it up at the time it was relevant? Mm-hmm. But no, I remember that class because she got so pissed. I know we had to. Like, I was I had. The whole group of people telling me to go outside, me and you went downstairs while you had a smoke. Yeah. And you're trying to have a dinner. My one comfort was... I was I was like, I'll have a smoke. You have secondhand smoke. Chill. One of my few comforts was, like, we were nearly done with the, the year at that point of college, and I was going on holiday the following week in Berlin. Yeah, I have my tumbler. Woo! Very yeah. fond of that tumbler. Like, yeah, because it, it was very stressful work in that class. Yeah. There was occasions though when it was fun. Mm-hmm. There was occasions. Yeah. 
As, as, as fun as this has been, should we move on from school and actually go on to Patreon? I, I don't know about you, but I moved on from school long ago. <laughs> oh, aren't you just witty? Aren't yes, you? I am. Yes, smart fucker. Ha, 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 ha. I'm good, I'm done. <laughs> so, so, Fraser. Yes. <laughs> we have season five. Episode 2, The Gifted Gift Horse. As in, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Yes. Mm-hmm. For, before we get into it, I must say, one of my particular favourites of season 5. Ah, yeah. I, I find, like, there's not really any element of this episode mm-hmm. I find fault with. It is a strong episode, I think, as we'll get into. Yeah. And we start in Cafe Nervosa with, uh, when Fraser turns around to see Roscoe, and before he can probably say anything... She's suddenly kissing Fraser and Fraser doesn't know what to do. And then Rose stops and then turns around and like, oh, damn it, I thought he was behind me. <laughs> she, uh, there was a guy, Stan, who was this investment broker and like that. Yeah. Was, uh, she thought he was right behind her, so it was like... like oh, she I thought was finally got jealous. Like, I thought she, she, you know I was over if he saw me with another guy. Oh, yeah, that's a great idea, Rose. If it doesn't work, when we get married, have a bunch of kids, I'll really send the message. <laughs> like, and she like describes him like, oh, yeah, Stan, isn't that the guy who could call me Fraser? Yeah, like, it's like you barely was interested in me the whole time. Like, you ever feel like when someone's not listening to you? How can that one get it? It's, it's one syllable. I mean, that's the difference between Fraser and Fraser. Fraser. And Roz is annoyed because Fraser's basically not listening to her. Like, yeah, it must be really frustrating. And then she sees him come in and, like, Fraser agrees that to go along with it, so she gets them again. Yeah. But then not realising that he comes in, he doesn't go over to them as she hoped. He just looks and then just buggers off. <laughs> and then Niles comes in. Nails goes in and then the both go ahead and Nails has this weird like very smug Nails-esque look on his face. <laughs> I love his look in that suit. And Fraser basically tries to like explain what's going on but Nails like uh, no need to explain I'm sure the next meeting of people who haven't kissed Roz it'll just be myself and the Dalai Lama. <laughs> and then Roz as she walks out goes I'll save you the club. Unfair. And then she snogs him. And he's just like And she gives him a very very passionate kiss and then she walks out and he's like Everyone kisses better than Maris. <laughs> he says it so angry, like, damn, everyone kisses better than Maris. <laughs> but if you if you notice the look on his face just after she finished kissing him, he's like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that brief little, whoa. Before uh, we see Stan again, I met Messi, he hands uh, Roz an invitation to uh, Martin's 65th birthday party. He goes, I apologise for the language. Sherry, Sherry wrote it. Come on, come on. Do you want to uh, Come one and all. Uh, I can't remember the, the right. middle, but come one, come one and all. To Juck and Jive. Juck and Jive. Marty Graves turned 65. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they're talking, he and Fraser are talking about the gifts they're getting for their dad, and they talk about how, how, how foolish we were like in previous years, like basically how they used to compete on the best gift, and they agreed on a, a spending limit. Mm. And Fraser. Yeah, we agreed on a spending limit of $100. I don't think they see how much. No, it's that's not the limit. It's how much nails. Well, that's how much nails goes over by. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they, don't, they don't actually state the actual limit of it. Yeah, we just agreed on one. <laughs> and if he's even like talking about how he, the wallet that he got for dad is basically like quite a bit under the limit, so yeah. it's like within a respected region, that's a decent gift. And in a sense, Fraser's trying to one up nails by the fact that he stayed so under the the limit the and limit. got got such a good gift, good gift for him. And like, they even start competing over phrases to describe their petty competition. Like, 
Oh, it's like childish, and then they could go, man. He's like, stop it, Niles. <laughs> and then, like, what did you get him? Uh, some beer. Well, I mean, I we were going, we had a limit, but come on, go, be, go a bit more extravagant. Uh, it's, a, it's a little bit more than that. It's a, it's a membership to a beer club. Hmm. They, say, they send them a, from a microbrew, they send them a new batch every month. And if you just kind of looking all space, like, I looked, oh, I looked into those clubs. They were mighty expensive. Oh, oh, not this one. You know, it's just maybe a little bit over. How much? A smidge. A smidge. A tad. A hundred dollars. That's uh, not a smidge. That's a deluge. That's a deluge. It's a downpour. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> and then we were just all annoyed that he's went on with them. Like, oh, well, why don't you just put a hundred dollars in that wallet you bought and let it be done with it? But then features like, no, uh, like, like, we're not going to do this again. Like, like, you bought a gift. I bought a gift. Mm-hmm. Big baby. <laughs> Pretty sure it's uh, at the, the coffee table back at the apartment the next day, and he's, he's reading his paper, and Eddie's trying to get it in. He's like, you're not going to distract me. And he lifts his paper up, and then Eddie just starts leaping up, and they're like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and that is something that you can get. And, I've, and from experience, I know that Jack Russell's have a, a, quite a big leap, because one of my brothers is like, well, his, his and his girlfriend have a dog that's Yeah, part, we have an Jack Eddie. Russell. They have a part. She's a part of Jack Russell, and the amount of how high she can leap, especially when she when she knows you've got a ball. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's like a little dog in Naughty Professor. Roll the ball, roll the ball, roll the ball, roll the ball. I'm gonna bite you. Down you threw the ball. Am I alone here? Am I in another universe? <laughs> you threw the ball. Oh, I love you. I love you. You threw the ball. Anyway, yeah, he's, yeah. like it's just basically he's just trying to annoy Fraser. And then Niles is up and Daphne carries some stuff that uh, that series but request that I get for the party. It's basically just all meat. Yeah. She's sharing about anything other than meat. So that's what my means all cut what he's like. And he goes, hmm. And they basically talk about how they're going to need a doctor. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'll need the balloons. Ah, oh, that's for the between party angiograms. <laughs> and then Sherry's got these forties of Mari back when he was in his old cop days that she wants to show the party. Mari's a bit embarrassed about it. Yeah. And they show him his little, uh, well, something Dugan. Okay, Missy with, Dugan. No, no, he's, he's pal. That's his wife. He's talking about, like, oh, yeah. He's yeah. Uh, Dugan who. Mickey Dugan. Nicky, no, Nicky Dugan, him and Ron Mickey's patrol, and he's, he's talking about, he's reminiscing about his old horse Agadies. And then they put showed one. That was April Fool's Day. We put, put bras on the horses. Yeah. And uh, they were joking about, like, as he and Cheryl, you might, like, where'd you get a, where'd you make a bra that size? Oh, Dugan brought it from home. Missy Dugan was not, was, was not, many, many things, but Petite was not one of them. Um, I'll point her out to you at the party. Honey, if that's her bra, I think I'll be able to spot her myself. Yeah. But the thing is, why Sherry's better? Like, am, I I jumping, am I jumping the garden here when he talks about uh, going into the bar with his horse? Mm. Yeah. Actually, I think it's back about, I think I've, I've jumped ahead of Yeah, yeah, he, he talks about uh, an anecdote when he's he's on Mounted Patrol with Mickey. Mm-hmm. And he's sweating, he's like, oh, dying for a beer. And he's like, oh, if you want, his mate goes, well, you want a goddamn beer? Go get a goddamn beer. <laughs> hey, what? I walk Agadiz right up to the bar, and Duke, cool as your wife, just goes, what's your friend having? <laughs> and I go, nothing, he's driving. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I do like Jay, I think it's one of our parallels, the lines when she said, like, oh, I'll point her out to you at the party. That's her problem. Oh, I'm not going to have trouble looking her out. <laughs> And then uh, Daphne comes in, uh, going like making sure they're gone, like she's wrapping Fraser's uh, present for him. Yeah. And then and they discovers that upon seeing Niles get this uh, this uh, beer club thing, he's upgraded 
to uh, getting these binoculars. Yeah, a pair of binoculars. Very fancy looking, but like, I'm not an expert in this, but like, I don't think, but I don't really think of binoculars as a very extravagant present. I mean, I could, I'm not an expert in it, as I said. Yeah. But. Well, I, having seen the price of certain, you know, binoculars and telescopes on eBay and things like that, mm-hmm. pretty dear. Uh-huh. I, had a, I had a brief flirtation with the idea of getting a telescope or something because I find those stars fascinating. Uh-huh. Uh, but then I thought it would be kind of an, a mute point considering of light pollution. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'd, n- I'd need to be living in the goddamn country to make the purchase viable. Mm, yeah, we're probably not in the best area for it. Mm. Even on a clear day, you look out there, you can only see a, a small smattering of stars. Mm-hmm. But, so Nails is like, oh, like, you gave me all this shit about the thing, and Daphne's like, your gifts co- uh, perfectly complement yeah, each other. Your binoculars, your, f- your, fo- your football tickets. Football tickets. But, like, I remember as you, you, you both got great gifts, and then. And Nails can tell she's going to mention his gift, mention the new gift that he's got, and Nails yeah, tries to shut out, like, like, and then she feels guilty, but why continuing a grass and like, football tickets? Season tickets to the Seahawks. <laughs> so I think Nails could tell that Frasier was going to try and up the ante, so he went up. Miles, <laughs> you already had a better gift, and you had to get a better one. <laughs> well, so did you. That, that's not important. <laughs> and then Nappy's like, oh, no, no, that's second. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm happy with the gift, and to prove it to you, here is the receipt. And he starts, and he starts ripping it up and puts it away, and he's like, that's very noble of you, Fraser. I have to go. And he goes, uh, you know, the yeah. tickets probably weren't even that good. I wanted to know something on the first few yards, but they said there was only something on the back on the 50th. Yeah. <laughs> and even as someone who's not in the American football, I know that those are good seats. Yeah. But when, when as nails were using, he's like, no, Daphne's like, that's that's very noble of you, Dr. Crane. Well, shut up, Daphne, and give me a good sellotape. He's, he's scrambling to put together the small bits of the, the receipt <laughs> that are left. Yeah. And we come to Kevin Rosa, where poor Daphne's basically been made to do everything because they say that Sherry's planning. Yeah. Why, but really, all the. She's basically delegating stuff for Daphne. Yeah, because she's, plan- she's planned on taking one of those photographs and having it blown up. You're, you're jumping ahead. Oh, of it. So, like, so Daphne's reading everything. I've ordered the cake. I've talked to these people. I've ordered the, these balloons. Like, yeah. And she's basically reading all the things she said to do. And, like, and yeah, Sherry goes, God, this party's just going to wear me out. Daphne's skis on these side. It's like, you fucking I'm the one doing all the work. <laughs> And then Nails comes in, he's all gorgeous. Oh, and he, he, sits, he, he barely, barely has his arse touch the seat. Like when he asks, Where's Fraser? Oh, he's out shopping for you now. That's scoundrel! <laughs> and he just races at the cafe. <laughs> and then this is where she says the, the foy. Yeah, she's like, Oh, I found this old picture of Marty arresting someone. <laughs> then he got it blown up and had the face cut out so people can put their face through and get the picture taken. With Marty reading them their rights. <laughs> what do you think of that? Depends. Do I have to pick it up? By five, you're a doll. <laughs> <laughs> and then Fraser comes in and goes, I wished around all afternoon, but I finally think I've got my perfect gift for Dad. You know, your brother was just here, and I said, you're a child, and he raced out of here. That freaks. That, that, that contemptible little worms. <laughs> and, and he, Sherry, lastly... And Sherry seems just, like, so confused. <laughs> and, like, what was that about? And Dad was like, oh, brother Snit. <laughs> like, oh. Fraser just comes into the apartment later on. She's gone so dejected, and Daffy's like, What's wrong? I went, walked around all day. Couldn't find a gift better than Niles. What did Niles get him? I don't know. But probably wonderful. <laughs> and then Marty's come in, and it's one of those things where you, you, 
you try to make it seem like you're complaining, but really he's bragging. And talking, yeah. You know, about how, God, turn 65, suddenly my money's no good anymore. People are trying to buy me things. Yeah, people are buying me drinks all over the place. And uh, he's definitely points out that he's buttons on them. And he's like, oh no, he's like, Duke or something like that's taking him out and buying him dinner. And like, well, I gotta be safe, otherwise the thing's gonna burst off and hit somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's going to, and uh, he's just uh, what are you doing that? I don't know, maybe some shopping and he's doing that whole thing that people yeah, do. Like, oh, oh, yeah. oh it for anybody I know. No. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, you know, Frazier, you, usually every year you and your brother, you go all these, out of your way to try and get his best gifts to try and top the other, and usually it makes me kind of uncomfortable. And you think, and Frazier's hoping he's dead, yeah, he's yeah, trying yeah. best up to it. Like, yeah, he's like, like, this year, I'm over it. Go nuts. nuts. <laughs> and he just collapses in his dad's armchair, like, oh. Yeah, he's, like, <laughs> he's like, then Daphne comes over and she's like, Dr. Crane. I know I might not be a place. I know you don't want to hear this. But no, no. But it's the one thing he's ever asked for. Oh, no, it'll ruin my apartment. And then we get this almost comical, like, size, like, TV and this big padding shot uh, over the before size. Before it, like, he, he, he puts his head in Daphne's, sort of, like, at her shoulder. He's like, oh. And she's petting him. <laughs> and then, like you say, it cuts away and goes back. This giant TV and this padding shot over the, the side yeah, of the And the, the speakers are coming in. He's like, oh, we'll get that later on. Yeah, yeah. Looking at it like, good lord. <laughs> and he's trying to decorate it, like, trying to put plants all around yeah, the side like, of it. It's not so bad. Little little decoration. Yes, decoration. Put this plant here and put these blood bases. Oh, God, it's ghastly. <laughs> Can't just put a smear of lipstick on the Brian Frankenstein. Call it art. And call her a trophy wife. <laughs> and then comes Nails, and Nails just looks at it, and he kind of gives Freezer kind of shit for it. Like, Freezer, I know we were trying to, but like, I don't know, competition, but like. You have laid waste your apartment with this monstrosity. What have you done? And like, you didn't. You know what? My dad is fabulous, fabulous television set. I did. <laughs> and he's like, just to look at, look at you writhing in self-loathing. You're not writhing. <laughs> oh, sorry, my mind was wandering. I was just thinking about how dad was waxing weird well about that wonderful horse. Don't try and change the subject. The fact is, you're <laughs> writhing in the, <gasps> And I, like, you really just love that horse. But you stop trying to change the subject. <gasps> like, <gasps> you didn't. You, Niles, you didn't. What? By the, the horse? I did. Ah! Ah! <laughs> he's like... You're like, you win. You win. And then he goes in like... Oh, win. And then he's like, maybe this thing won't be so bad. And then he, these people come in and dub in these boxes. What's this? You speak is... <laughs> and these are fucking big oh, boxes as well. huge. <laughs> and he gets it set up. And then if he does... Like, it's later on, I think. Oh, right, right. Next up, they go uh, to the stable. You see the horse... Uh, they wanted to drive back well, on the way to like the party, yeah. and uh, the dad's coming in with the uh, yeah, we've got him blindfolded, and he's dad. like, No, oh, dad, you know where we are? You know where we are? Well, I don't know. I mean, stable smell, that saddle I tripped over, hey, oh. underfoot, it could be anywhere, <laughs> okay, smart ass. And then and his dad is legit like Marty's so happy, yeah, it's yeah. adorable to see. But he, he takes his mask off, and he's like, you know, Oh, Agadiz, and he's <laughs> like. Oh, like, he's, hey. he's yours, Dad. Really? And like, I mean, talked about how this is a very exclusive deal. One night they were going to put him in the pasture until he until bought, he bought him, and they're going to take care of him. He can visit him every time he wants. And he's like, who knows? Maybe you see a certain horse walking by wearing his triple crown. crown. Oh, he don't wear a crown yet, Nick. Don't give him actual crowns yet. <laughs> and he goes, hey, hey, one plus one is 
He remembers. He remembers. <laughs> and then there's a bit where he's all happy, but like then he's, he seems so made up, and then he seems to go kind of quiet. Like, yeah, quiet, and then and he's like, "Ah, oh, it's all right. Come on, let's go to the party." You sure? They're like, like I said, I'm fine. And like you see the change in his demeanor. Yeah. And he kind of warns Wayne. Nails is upset because he wanted all that effort, all that expense. How much joy did it buy? And Fraser just goes. <laughs> and how many minutes of joy did it buy? And Fraser stubs his feet, going with the smuggest look on his face I've ever seen. He's like, mm-hmm, your present was shit. Ha ha. I haven't lost. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, and there's a bit before, he, like, he, he changed the mood, like, come on, Dad, Sheriff's probably getting really warm in that cake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it took a lot of this part, but we don't actually uh, get yeah, to see yeah, the part yeah. coming back to the apartment, freezer and nails in there, looking like, like, wow. It's like Stonehenge when they see that. Oh, he, he, he's like, my God, Stonehenge. And Nails is like, I know, he's like, all that, all the effort they went into, and his dad's like, he kept trying to like talk to him about the whole, how he felt at the stable. He shot him down. He kept shutting him down, he kept like showing off. And like, maybe this is why we try and, we try and compete every year, you know. I, I thought my, uh, myself, oh, you hadn't? Yes, I had. <laughs> oh, stop it, Niles. And, and then, uh, Sherry comes in like, wow, she sees the TV like, that's a beaut. This thing get the Nashville network? No, that thing you're dramatic. Like, like, well, you and your dad are going to be spending a lot more time here. It's like, if they keeps on giving. If they keeps on giving. And like, is your dad home? We say, what's going on with you? We say, yo, me, what's going on with you? And they're all like, very concerned. And they're like, I'm going to go out and look for him. I'll stay here. Hey, let's fire this bad boy. If you get the Nashville network. Oh, I'm not kidding. I'm hurt. We're sick. And obviously they didn't take long to figure out that he's at the stables and he's just chatting to Agony's horse. Like just normally and then you can tell that Frieza nails are behind him like, you know, maybe we'll move to Montana, start that ranch we always talked about. Still got all that money we took from those drug dealers. Okay, Dad, we know you know we're here. <laughs> why don't you get out of here? <laughs> and they're trying to like, Dad, I know you're feeling weird about getting older. And he's like, like, look, stop, it's not. I know you're going to start talking about all this stage of life and... Uh-huh. All is not about getting older and blah blah blah. No, I happen. I do those when I tell my problems. Just listens. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's basically like he's like he's just saying that. Look, I don't need you trying to understand, trying to be secure. I just need somebody to listen. Yeah. And he like he kind of brought it back. because uh, he's talking to you about how he's like looking older. And I think that thinks about it, it reminds him of how much time's passing, just how yeah. much older he is. Yeah. And. But then Niles, yeah, Niles is like, well, I'm sorry it didn't bring you too much joy. And Martin turns around and he's like, oh, you're so wrong. This is the best gift I've ever got. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, and then Niles does the nicest thing. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, it was a gift from both me and Fraser. And Fraser looks up like his brain was kind of hanging his head. And you're like, oh, God, he's won. His dad, dad's so happy with the work. Like, yeah. Like, oh, oh, thanks, Fraser. Oh, dad, it was mostly Niles. Well, thanks to both of you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it. It, and then he goes away and he's like, alright, let's go eat and go do this thing. And then Frazier's like, thanks, Niles, that was a really nice thing. And he's like, well, you can do one thing for me. Get that thing out of your house. <laughs> like, get that gassy thing out of your apartment. I visit sometimes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think we go to the cutaway, the end scenes. I see. It and they're, they're sneaking Martin into the house <laughs> with the blindfold on. I see to, to get the TV out at the same time. Because like, I don't think they ever see whether or not Martin has seen the TV. So I'm like, 
are they just passing this off as a joint president and Fraser doesn't give anything individually? Yeah. And just saying like this year, like, oh, we got you the horse. Yeah, we got you the horse. We we put our squabble aside and we got you the horse. Yeah, they're trying to like distract them, like, and they take the life off and they got the cake, and then before you say I can see it, they, they realise the TV remote for the hotel and they just throw it out to the it again. <laughs> yeah, I think as an overall episode, it, a lot of it is about. Uh, the majority of it is about the, the brotherly like sibling rivalry between Fraser and Nels, which we've talked about before. Well, yeah, yeah, that and the fact that like it's a whole question of you know the age process and blah blah blah. You know, there's a there's a lot of deep meaning in the episode. Mm-hmm. Well, I think though know, that even though it's Marty's like birthday and like the last wee bit is a lot about him. The yeah. first half of it is more about Fraser and Nels before like the whole. Realization, the reality of getting older, really yeah. smart in the last half of it, and it becomes less about who gets a better gift than basically like Mari needs something to talk to, and like he talks to the horse because he doesn't. Want he doesn't help. feel he can. I also, I suppose he doesn't feel he can just talk to his kids. Mm-hmm. You know, because like he says, we would do everything he could to analyze him right. instead it, of just. They talking to him, they wouldn't handle like a regular family member or just a friend. You never want just yeah. be. They just take it from the point of. Being a psychiatrist. Yeah, like they can't switch off and just be. Because they're holding a easier problems, they need to try and fix it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They can't just, like the horse does, they can't just listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think it is really like, it starts off with some really funny notes between Free and Nails and yeah. ends on a really touching, touching note as we talked yeah, about. So yeah. it's got a perfect balance and I definitely think it's worth a thumbs up. Oh, yeah, and it has a lovely end. Like, see the, the, the cutaway lens scene <laughs> is really quite funny too. Like, them sneaking them in and throwing the TV out and shit. <laughs> so it ends with a nice wee bit of comedy as well. <laughs> I also, Solid thumbs up. Like, the end, they start off like that bit in stable. It's in the middle, centre of it is sort of very emotional. Mm. But it starts and ends with a funny like bit like him talking to uh, the horse about a crime they've committed, knowing that they're behind <laughs> him, and then ending with Nels going, like, yeah, that disgusting eyes are out of your apartment. I visit from time to time. Yeah. One only thing I've got to hit upon in regards to the episode with a lot of Fraser, mm-hmm. as we'll see as we go through this season, uh-huh. we never come upon the horse again. I know. You know, we like. We never even hear like if he goes to visit the horse, like, and we don't see the horse. But mm-hmm. you know, it's like one of those things in Fraser, where like something happens and we go, "Oh, that thing happened." Mm-hmm. But then we just—I don't know how much she would have thought it. It could have been a good thing for Martin if, like, whenever there was ever anything trouble in Martin, you could always like have Martin go to the stables because yeah, but when, that... when he doesn't have anywhere else to go. To try to talk about his problem. But then that could have diluted the effectiveness of Eddie. Yeah, I think that is the whole point. Because I think there's a, a very emotional moment where it's Eddie much later on. Which oh, is yeah, yeah. stronger than this, which is in... Well, that's in the episode when uh, Roz and Ay, Roz gets that stupid, cult, stupid named dog. And when the last season where Martin realises just how, much old, how old Eddie is and he realises just uh, how much, a lot of time he probably had left for him and... What's really makes that sadder is I think by that point in the season they didn't have this wasn't the original. No, that dog. was his son. It was his son that was doing it, and he's apparently like quite a few of like the Mrs. Uh, puppies were trained kind of to potentially fill the, the void. Yeah. And they, they knew he would get too old soon, and they chose Enzo, which is the name of the dog, because he was Enzo. like the best best trained. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of 
I've heard some really dark things in regards to that dog. Yeah, apparently that dog was that dog Moose was taking no one's shit apart from. Apparently, it was like it barely showed any effect unless it was like trained to or commanded to like for a cue for an episode. Oh, it showed a lot of affection for its trainer. Yeah, but the cast, Mm -hmm. it was like, oh fuck a lot, (laughs) yes. If she tells me to do it, cool. If you tell me to do it, fuck you. No one males puts that thing behind his ear. To get one of puppies to look like him, so to try and press mark. Apparently, they had to do that occasionally with some of the actors when they wanted Eddie to like get all close to them and like, yeah, turn yeah. at them. They had to do that with Miss <laughs> in some scenes, which is pretty smart. Yeah, but also try not to end, end that on a somber. We'll move into the well, episode three. I, I hear interesting things, and I'm sorry, mildly cut in, <laughs> but um, with with animal actors and things. Mm-hmm. Well. Interesting thing I know about a dog actor, if you've ever seen uh, that Johnny Depp film, Secret Window, Mm-mm. well, great movie by the way, you should check it out, but um, he has a dog in that, and the actual dog was a pretty old dog, and it was kind of blind, and if you watch the film, there's a scene where the dog's running out of the house, going through the doggy door, mm-hmm. and it's going a certain way, and then it segues towards the door mm-hmm. right that was because because the poor thing was practically blind mm-hmm. right it was running towards mm-hmm. nothing right <laughs> and the trainer had to make a noise for it to segue towards the door you know yeah Intra- interesting little tidbit about doggy actors <laughs> but well, now we get on to episode three, episode three titled- which is halloween which is because it's a Halloween episode, fittingly. And I must say, <laughs> Niles has me pissing myself laughing in this episode. So oh yeah, this is very much Niles doing a lot uh, of episodes. One, one of my favourite lines in it, Razzes? <laughs> <laughs> what is your nose all bent out of shape about? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. Anywho. Yeah, start with the... We'll call it the beginning, shall we? Yes, yes, yes. Where Martin uh, opens the door and nails down like, hello, or should I say, poop poop. <laughs> and he's got this, like, uh, sort of Lord Peter Whimsy, like, yeah. detective, fictional detective character he, costume he's got for Martin, because he's hosting yeah, yeah. this uh, library, like, benefit uh, Halloween party, where basically you have to come as a character, from, a character like, from literature. Literature, so you have to be a character that's been in a book in some way. But, but Martin's disappointed because... He wanted. Uh, I thought you were going to get me a Sherlock Holmes outfit. They're all out. Well, I got. I still got you a detective, Lord Peter Whimsy. I'm not going to the point where I had to tell people my name is Whimsy. Uh, when I had to tell Sherry, I'll, I'll go to prison if it's her mother. <laughs> like, okay, okay, Dad, I'll get you a Sherlock Holmes outfit. Like, like I'm going as. Oh fuck! I forgot how to pronounce his name. I've written. Ronald de Bergerac. Yes, I've written it down, but like the pronunciation of the first part of the I, I knew it. Yeah. Like, You're welcome. Swordsman, literature, poet, Riss, Swordsman in the West. And he picks up Martin's yeah. walking thing and he says, Oh, King. Yeah, I dropped her in the movie theater last night. <laughs> and uh, Niles is kind of perturbed by Freedom and Daphne coming out from where Daphne's room is. And, and they're, they're looking, having a great old giggle. They're looking at these like, 40s and they're like, You look very good. Like, oh, I don't. You just like this one because how handsome you are. Well, the camera doesn't lie. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Annie? Thought that they were they went to this birdie. 
Yeah. And at first remember I watched this because uh, I'd watched it right after the, the previous one. Yeah. I thought, oh, Brewery is this part of Dad's present whole microbrew thing. And I remembered you didn't even end up giving him that in the end. I don't no, think I think they just planned on going. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's been fun for you, Dad. And he looks at the voice. Why you're not in any of these? Oh, I couldn't go. Eddie got in with poison ivy. No, poison oak. Mm-hmm. I spent all, all night rubbing camera and lost his belly. Really a rich and wonderful life you lead. Really are the golden years for you, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> that's, I think that's up there with the Dad, you need to get up more. You started doing old, old lady things. things. <laughs> oh, so just the two of you. Oh, we got black silly after drinking all that beer. And here's the thing about this. Oh, I don't mean taking a rain on the parade of whole... Nails not liking the thing between Trader and Daphne because that's a big part of the funniest bits of this episode. So yeah. I don't even rain on it. Rathus? But the whole thing about it, because Fraser and Daphne have so no inkling that they ever would be in a romantic relationship at all. Because like you mind back at the end of the last season where Sherry tried to try and fix him up, but Fraser immediately like shoots it down and all that. And yeah. but if something did like happen between them. Mm-hmm. Niles, I don't think, has any right to be... Bitching. Mm-hmm. Because I know Fraser acknowledges how, Daph- how he feels about Daphne and he kind of understands it, but... He's married and Fraser's not. Yeah, but he is married and he's recently he's turned this turn away from his obsession with Daphne. Yeah. He's been trying to make this marriage work and he's been talking about how we are meant to be together and he... Even try to get Fraser's like almost. He tried to ask Fraser how he felt about it and all that. Yeah, and can I just mildly correct you? Uh-huh. It has been indicated ever so fleetingly in early seasons that Fraser may have held a, a very minute candle for Daphne, very minute, mm-hmm. like like a like a lighter flame, <laughs> you know, because. I can't remember the episode or the season, so you may have to remind me. But near the end of the episode, mm-hmm. like something, something happens, and Fraser and Daphne are standing out in the hallway or out towards the lift or something, and they say like, "Oh, everyone's gone. Mm-hmm. What should we do?" And Fraser goes, and is sort of like, "I'm coming on to you, voice." <laughs> He's like, "Oh, I don't know, Daphne." We could do something. And she's like, "All right, I'll do the delicates. You do the whites." <laughs> you know, and like he try, he briefly tries to flirt with her. Yeah, but I think. And then I... she just like with Niles, <laughs> she just either ignores it or completely just doesn't see it. Even though he knows his brother's married, to think Fraser wouldn't also wouldn't do wouldn't go to Daphne because he knows Niles has a thing for her. But like he has a sense of ethics. But then yeah, Niles. Has a really just an infatuation for the on the surface of it, it looks like yeah, that's how he feels about her. Despite the fact he's married, because like he, he doesn't want him to have to leave Maris because he, he loves her as well, yeah, because as Fraser brightly pointed out, it's basically how he feels is he wants to stay married to her, but you want to have an affair with Daphne, yes, can I do it? No, no. you can't. <laughs> so, like, because they're both single, so if they want to, if they were something was to happen, it's between them. Because, like, Niles has done a lot worse when he slept with Lilith. I think is this is that this season? Yes. <laughs> Don't worry, jump too far ahead, but we're, and, maybe that Fraser's got more of a great maybe there, even though he and Love aren't together I was about anymore. To say, I think look, the thing between Niles and Lilith, mm-hmm. although it is a sketchy thing, mm-hmm. Fraser 
Much like Lala says, Lee technically didn't do anything wrong, <laughs> Fraser technically doesn't have any right to bitch. He has a... He has more than Niles would yeah, in this situation. He has an ethical thing, because, I mean, if, you, if, you, if your fucking brother decided to get wasted and sleep with your ex-wife, mm-hmm. you'd, you'd be kind of pissed off, mm-hmm. you know? Because it's, it's, it's a hard thing, because they do see you in my vlog, like, yeah, that moment, yeah, like, are we okay? No, but we will be. And yeah, it's a very, yeah. I don't mean to skip over it, though, like, well, if it is a touching moment, knowing that, like, there's an issue here, but we'll get past it. <laughs> oh, good, you came back. I'm in a bathrobe, you nit. It'd be a very difficult thing to get over, as Fraser does seem to do, because it's not mentioned again until uh, sometime after he and Daphne, Nails and Daphne are together, and it's, by that point you've forgotten about it, but then it's funny to see Daphne's reaction to hearing that, that, that Nails was with Wills at one point. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the, do you know who, what my favourite part in that particular episode is the waiter the, the waiter <laughs> where's the cart <laughs> and when he comes to the door at the fully third time he's like okay <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I'm in a bathrobe you jackass <laughs> but food in the bathroom <laughs> you know <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> so Niles is a weird bit, wee bit suspicious, and he's no, because he has this weird thing like he's not, he can't really have Daphne because he's married, but he also doesn't want anyone else to have her either. Yeah, but he, like you see, he gets immediately suspicious, but keeps his suspicions quiet. But Daphne doesn't really help. He's like, oh, we got quite silly after drinking all that beer. Nothing too silly. Though. Oh, I know what you're thinking, but we didn't drive. We spent the night in the motel. Put me right at ease. <laughs> But you you get to see just how irrational Niles mm-hmm. Niles's whole obsession is, though. And apparently they're going as a husband and wife group. Like uh, he's going as Jeffrey. He's Carter, going Jeffrey Chaucer, and she's going as the, the wife of Bath, wife of and, Bath. The, and the Canterbury Tales. And they've been they're talking. And it's like, oh, the fine wench she'll be. And like, is he? I listen to how Reader talks. I'm looking, looking like, are you meant to be Scottish? Because it sounds like what he's he's trying to do. Yeah, it like, sounds like he's trying to. I feel the back of my sinewy right hand. Oh, yeah. And then they're just doing this whole voice and they're just having a laugh about it. And now we've been we've had a lot of fun doing that. And Marla, yeah, it's been ye old left, left right, right around here. <laughs> and well, like Kelsey Grammer has sounded in many things. A Scottish accent is not one of them. Interesting fact about this episode too. What's that? Kelsey's wife's in it. I know. I was going to bring that up when we got to it. Oh, well, I did it preemptively. Mm. Mm. Well, look at you getting ahead of yourself. Yes. Yeah, that's <coughs> Oh, good old matey. <laughs> so, yeah, this is when, that's when uh, Nails promises his dad, fine, I'll, I'll find you a shot at home. Yeah. And then, like, he gets a phone call. He goes, after you, my saucy, my juicy wench. I was, my juicy wench? Oh, not you, Maris. No. No, no, oh. no, no. I hope you're happy she's run off for her water pills. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, we go to the booth and we're actually your collars for the first time in a couple of episodes and yeah. uh, things are not going well on Roz's end. No. Like, Roz, who do we have? Uh, we have Ted on line four who's feeling a bit disconnected. Hello, mm. Ted. Mm. Well, uh, I, hope, I hope Ted appreciates irony. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, and uh, we have Bill on line two. He's going, we have Bill on line two. He's going through a difficult transition. Hello, Bill. Hello. And it's a woman's voice like, oh. So you've gone through your transition. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry, Bill's on line one. Let's just stick with with her name right here. 
Hey, Dorothy. Dorothy. This is Dorothy. Oh, sorry, Bill's on line one. Let's just stick with Dorothy right now. What's your problem? I'm Rosie's manicure. She called me about an appointment, and Rosie's looking at me like, oh, what yeah. the, the ground swallowed me she up. She is looking disheveled as fuck as well. She's yeah. looking very, meh. And uh, if we were like, well, well, you sort that in your own chat. We'll be back after these messages, and Roz gets up, races by the, uh, like, the tape of the commercials, and then. He, the, he, he goes, We'll be back after all these messages, and I must apologize mm-hmm. for the number of problems we've had in the Dr. Fraser Crane show. <laughs> and then he, he puts, she rushes in and puts mm-hmm. the tape in. And and it's original. The first time I've seen Fraser look genuinely angry mm-hmm. with Roz during the show, he's like, well, he's like, what's going on, Roz? There's no excuse for this lack of professionalism. What's happening? Well, before she mentions what the reason like, is, yeah. uh, I think uh, she was basically, and if, it took him a while to get adapted, and she would kind of give him shit for like the mistakes he made. Yeah. And so I think then they've got into a groove, and Roz is all like, about being professional, and that she does a lot of work. She, she, she is on like, the surface very unprofessional. I, like, but he can't really, he's there to help people, and he can't really help people if she's like, Disconnecting calls and or putting them through to the wrong people. Yeah. So he can't really help people. So like I think, especially how quickly it's happening. Like, like he has a reason to be annoyed and he is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Giving her shit for like how uh, like what is your possible reason for this malprofessionalism? And she just looks them off. So like I think I'm pregnant. She wanted off like. Oh, and then Fraser immediately feels bad about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and she's like, she went to the doctor. She's like, he, waiting to hear back, but like it's killing her and not knowing like. No, apparently, you didn't, didn't use protection, yeah, but it's usually only, it's only effective 99 out of 100 times. I can't beat those odds. <laughs> yes. You've been bouncing on that type of for quite a while now. <laughs> but he, he kind of used to convince her to come here uh, with Nails' party. Yeah, he's like, come to the party. Can I'll shoot you up. Come on. Yeah, try and like, shoot her up and all that. And then, <laughs> and comes the old dog talking about he's coming to the party. Like, Guess I'm going, this. Waldo. From where's Waldo? He's in like a hundred. He's in like sixty bucks. You call yourself well rent. <laughs> I have to say, I'd be on Bulldog side in that <laughs> one. Like, what you call yourself? I've got us Waldo, man. Or in our country, Wally. Hi. I used to watch Where's Wally. <laughs> I know it's a it's a weird difference. I don't know why the the, the name change depends on the country. Oh, Waldo, Wally. Craig, one of the Craig. Best, oh, don't stop me on that. Like one of the one of the best ones I've heard when in Kirsty being where's Waldo was in Ross and Friends. And they looked like the weird on the pediatricians office. Like, hey, I helped you find Waldo. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, she, she, she convinces Fraser. Yeah, Fraser convinces her to come to the party. And then we cut to it and we see Nails and he's outfit and he's got a really long yeah, comical note thing. with his big nose. And every now and then we get to see uh, a wee shot of uh, a baby for the, uh, the bird that he's got. So, because like, you need to talk about how we never see the horse again. Like, we we do occasionally see baby. Like, you, you keep forgetting that she's there. And then there's the case like, oh yeah, remember the bird today? Yeah. You know? But she's, she just stays on her perch. So like, because the bell goes quite a bit during this. So she must have gotten over that issue she had because... She doesn't go mental at any no, point because the doorbell no. rings quite a bit. <laughs> so he's going around and he hears uh, he get, he's on the phone and Mary's like, what's happened? Like, Calm down, nurse. How, how how much hair do you have left? Oh, God. You have to come. You have like 60 wigs. Go down to the vault and pick one. Maris, I need you here. Don't you don't you love me? Don't you care? Like, did you, 
Don't you care how much this means to me? And then she sings out the whole like, Well, that answers that question. And then he gets he gets noticeably annoyed and starts drinking heavily. Yeah. He's also very nervous about hosting this party. Yeah. And like the idea of Maris, he feels that Maris like, doesn't care about his needs. Which is not supporting him. Which, okay, to play Dallas Africa, he should have known, he should have learned much sooner into their yeah, relationship. Yeah, he should have known by that point. I know, I mean, this is the woman who served him divorce papers as a bluff to get mm. her away. Uh, so then this starts Mel's drinking quite quickly, like he's downing glasses of champagne with then, like their shots. Yeah. And no, he, he's, he's, not, he's angry not, drinking. He's not only not eating, so he's drinking a lot on an empty stomach. Yeah, he's so angry he's drinking. Getting, he's getting drunk very quickly. Speaking from experience, I've done angry drinking before. <laughs> oh, 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 it's not good. So everybody comes in, and Fraser and Daphne are doing their whole uh, thing. thing. And like, and Fraser was like, part of the car, like, oh, we only just got here because Sherlock led us to the wrong apartment. <laughs> Because because they got like the deer stalker on the trench coat and that. I didn't hear you complain when we gave out those peanut butter cups. <laughs> and then they start doing the the, uh, the whole like talking to each other and the way the characters again and Fraser and the man's like wasn't bad enough you did it on the ride over here I'm getting a drink. <laughs> <laughs> he's like I have champagne and mead mm-hmm. and he's like which, which one? one tastes most like beer? <laughs> uh, Rose comes in and all of those she's like all scared. Because she hasn't heard back from the doctor, like, I just get down, like, nobody, sure, nobody knows I could be pregnant. She takes off her coat and she's dressed uh, in a lot of leather. I'll I've say. got to fucking, I've got to bring this point up. Mm hmm. Is it just me that thinks that she's wearing that corset backwards? No. But mind you, I clearly am not an expert, as much of an expert in corsets as you do. I've watched a lot of Marilyn Manson videos. That man knows how to put on a corset. I don't know. We'll have to look. We'll have to look it up. But uh, also, I don't know if the story of also. I'm not. I can't speak to the accurate. She was good. But yeah, uh, well, yeah <laughs> she was good. And I think you decided on that. I've raised a case of if I am pregnant, I might not fit into an outfit like this for much right. longer. So I'm going to wear this now. Yeah. He's like, who are you? I, oh, from the story of Earl. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And she goes up every few minutes to like check her messages, and she goes up and like. Oh, was it was it an accident? Something like that. Oh, something happened to me. Uh, something like that happened to me a few years ago. A real rear end. A real wham bam. Thank you, man. Did that happen to you? Something like that. And she walks up there and sees this guy trying to flirt. Like, hey, are you alone? God, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Fraser's talking to Fraser's talking to Daphne and like she poor dear she seems to be checking her messages. It was all, and then. Fraser, from the way they're talking, thinks that Daphne is talking like she already knows. Mm. And then accidentally lets it slip that she's uh, pregnant. And uh, Fraser freaks out. He's like, but, and then we'll, like they could say to go off to the kitchen to talk about this so nobody else sees him because he doesn't want anyone else. Yeah. Because if Ross finds out that he's told somebody, then she'll kill him. And Niles goes up to talk to him, but then they go, not nah, 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 and they go away. And then they're, they go talk about it, but then he opens the door as they're talking, and over here's over here's talking about, talking about a baby. And, and he, is, he assumes that Fraser has got Daphne pregnant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, she goes like, oh, don't worry, I'll protect the secret. I'll tell you if you fall, I forced you into it. <laughs> and then Fraser opens the door, and this is one of those, you know, but bangs and he nails the big feet, knows it's it's big, one big side. Nose it. Hey, Niles, what's your nose all bent on a ship about? <laughs> <laughs> 
And then we see a woman who we later learned is she's maybe dressed as Eve from the Bible. And like, I thought, I thought Bulldog's going to Ms. Wally was a stretch when it comes to literary figures. Somebody's come as a character from the Bible. I mean, yeah, well, someone had to come as a fantasy character. <laughs> oh, aren't you witty? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> anyway, and uh, Fraser watches her go by, and she's just, she is played by his ex wife. Camille. Camille, yeah, I've got, I was looking for it here. Like, my notes all run to fucking gather here. Camille, something Italian is her yeah. maiden name, but Camille Grammar was her name then. Yeah, I looked up my idea. It does say she was previously married to Kelsey Grammer. I know they were married when this episode was filmed and when it aired. I, believe I don't know how much. I don't know how much longer afterwards they were married. I believe for. we were married when because I believe Camille Grammer was on one of those Real Housewives programs. All right. When she was still married to Kelsey. You know, so, mm-hmm. but thankfully I never watched any of those fucking programs. Mm-hmm. Nor, I, nor should you. Yeah. I don't watch shit TV. Mm-hmm. A, bun- a bunch of rich American women bitching about life. Mm-hmm. Wow, I'm so annoyed. I'm rich. <laughs> well, fuck. Give me your fucking money, Len, and be poor. Mm-hmm. Not, not that it really matters, but like... You're the firm house, the firm housewife. These women are not what I think of when I hear that term. No, no. I don't know. Bunch of rich assholes that wander about spending money and complaining about it. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, my heart bleeds. <laughs> but we'll move on. Yes, no. before I get into an angry rant. Things are like very taking with her. Yeah. And uh, like, well, there's a literary figure I'd like to know better. And but Niles is trying to talk to him like, <laughs> we need to talk to you about that. What about her? Like, are you just going to abandon her like this? We just gave her because I gave her a ride. Doesn't mean I had to spend all night with her. <laughs> things like that, and like we all talk about, like it's a it's a classic sitcom trope. This whole idea of like well misunderstandings and all that. People saying one thing in context, but other people think they mean another. So it gives yeah. a whole different context. But Niles uh, continues to get drunk, like and and like some, more angry. And it's a common like sitcom trope, but it's not like a. It's like anything that Treasure does occasionally, but I think it does it so much better than so many other TV oh, shows because does, of how well does. written it is in the, uh, yeah. the conversation. This has a lot of similar things with the, uh, I think, the Innkeepers episode and that the stuff is constantly moving. Yeah, yeah. And stuff has been really well set up. Uh, it doesn't end <laughs> on a, as much of a funny note as... <laughs> big blue flash. Like, cherries everywhere. It doesn't have a big final joke like that, big blue flash, as well as, as that episode. No. But it's still... Way it's structured is very like constantly moving. So much is happening. Yeah, there's a good bit, and I don't know mm-hmm. if we've missed it mm-hmm. or if we're coming up to it. But there's a good little in- interaction between Martin and Gil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you recall. Oh yeah, I think we jumped ahead. We jumped over that. So yeah, Mar- Martin was going to like he asked about what one tastes most like beer, mm-hmm. and he goes over to get a beer, and Gil is there. And he's eating these things. Basically, it's cheese, isn't it? And he Gil is like, ah. Oh, uh, I don't. I I can't recall the big spiel he comes up with. Him. He's like, oh, such fromage and splendor, and he's like, Martin's just like, hmm, cheesy, <laughs> and he's like, who are you supposed to be? I'm the last of the Mohicans. I'm Injikuk, the last of the Mohicans. Ah, well, explains that one. <laughs> That's one little mystery cell. Yeah, he's like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're coming back to this and. Uh, Niles has talked to Daphne thinking he's very like what about Frasier oh what about what about Manila and and like, like is it really it's, it was just an accident and all that because she's having an issue with her eyelashes yeah like glue on her eyelashes 
So see, every now and then he thinks she's crying when she's really just trying to fix it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Alright. So Fraser, Niles keeps trying to talk to Fraser and Daphne with, he keeps getting dragged by like, these kids coming trigger to you. like, how did you get into the building? You live here. Oh, I don't have anything for you. Here, crap off for you. <laughs> crap off for you. <laughs> and crap off for you. And then he shuts the door and then Bulldog and they're like, hey, you know, and you guess who I am? I give up. I'm all though. Oh. You know, the guy you can't, he can't see because he runs in the crowd. I love a demonstration, though. <laughs> he shoves him in. And then the one where it's like, oh, will you kids stop ringing the doorbell? And the guy takes off even your friend and he's a dwarf. He's like, a little dude. He's like, hey, it's me, Dr. Soto. Like, oh, I'm sorry. And this must be your lovely way. I don't know her. Or trick or treat. <laughs> oh, go away. My <laughs> <laughs> right, nails just basically keeps getting interrupted when he tries to talk to them. But that's, yeah. And, uh... But is continuously getting pissed. And then Fraser eventually says to Fraser, like, listen, I know what I tell you. How was you know? I heard it from Daphne. That blabbermouth, I'll wring her neck. How do you know? <laughs> and then we're talking about a baby here. And then that's when Royce overhears them. Yeah. And she's already like, Wait, I didn't tell him. Daphne, to- Daphne told him that. That blabbermouth. But then Royce is like, well, who told Daphne? Well, me, but well, that's my fault. Me. She made it seem like she already knew. And as they were talking about fucking Martin walks by and he was a bit like, oh, who's Brendan? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, Mark, when Martin's talking to... Uh, Nails. To, to Nails, he's like, Fraser's the father. But really? Because uh, Martin knows that it's Rosby, but Nails is still on the impression that it's Fraser. So now Martin thinks that Fraser is the father of Rosby's yeah. baby. And <laughs> so more communication, like, someone's got to do a respectable thing. I'm going to ask her to marry me. But really, I didn't think you even liked her. Again, talking about Ross, but again, yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose I wore that mask well. <laughs> <laughs> but no, less po- no, no, Mar- no, Niles, you have no... But the last point, he's seven shades to the fucking Wendy's yeah, well yeah. pissed. I have to do... Now, Maris never... Ca- well, Maris, she never cared about me. She never needs me. But she does. It's the honourable thing to do. What you mean? The honourable thing is divorcing your wife and marrying the woman carrying your brother's child. I would hear it, Dad. I've made my mind up. Have you, perchance, skipped the bit where Niles goes a bit insane and tries to have a duel with Fraser? That is, that is coming up. Ah. Although it is, uh, there is a bit where he overhears Daphne. He tries to talk to the kitchen, like she's like, "I'm sorry, I don't want to like, like cause any trouble, to any Rosna." And she's yeah. like, "Crane, stand with it." And you know, but like, oh, uh, Doctor Crane, she's gonna let make me a lift home soon. Doctor Green gave me a lift over, but he's been sitting with that woman. Although I was saying quite a few, there's quite a few good-looking men here. And then again talking about her, I was like, "Who's going to let me in this condition?" And that's when Nails comes in. Goes, oh, definitely, don't talk like that. And like, she had to talk to her, and then definitely wanders off. Like, well, you, like, trying to get the words out. Well, while you think about it, I need to go have a talk with your brother. <laughs> and then it's where he talks. Then like. He's talking to Fraser, he's talking to Eve, and basically he's talking to her as if everything she says is fascinating, but he's really only doing it. He just wants to get his end away. He wants to sleep with her. And all this time, you're like, all this time, your cat was hiding in your sock drawer. (laughs) They're almost human, aren't they? (laughs) (laughs) Fraser, I need to talk to him. And then Fraser's like, not Niall, (laughs) not now, Niles. This costume is a babe magnet. (laughs) What about Daphne? What about the baby? Uh, and then that's when he tries to have the whole deal. Yeah, he's like, now, now, before you completely humiliate yourself, he's like, that's it. He's like, he goes, to, he's like, 
Oh, you poor you! I saw swords breaks like like uh, poor you embarrassed yourself. The only thing I'm embarrassed about is that you're my brother. brother. You cad! You scoundrel! You ruin! How dare it! You you impregnate you do such when you impregnate her and then you just abandon her and then Daffy's trying to laugh all like listen and but he won't like like other people get worried like there may be one bastard in this family but as long as I'm around there won't be another. Daphne, will you marry me? Oh, you damn imbecile, you yeah, jackass. You yeah, drunken imbecile, like, he's not pregnant. Roz is... Roz is? Who's Roz? He's the one dressed as O from oh. Star Wars. Oh. Everybody goes, yeah. oh. oh. <laughs> maybe, you, and Daphne goes, maybe you should propose to Roz. And then Mar goes, everyone's going to propose to Roz. It's Frazier. Why? He's it a father. What? But I'll say you're a I'm not the father. We don't even know there is a baby. baby. And then Roz walks out and goes, like, we do now. <laughs> and he goes, well, and she doesn't even say it, but she just kind of nods. So basically, yeah, we get confirmation she is actually pregnant. Yeah, and and Len begins one of the sad, annoying segues of the goddamn show. What's that? Roz's pregnancy and her subsequent child. I don't think her child's ever. Her child's barely. Her child's. Where you get all things? No, I wasn't just... gonna. I was just gonna say. I, I think the idea of having Roz as a single mother was kind of a bad idea for the show. I, th- I think. Well, her child doesn't really bear much weight on the show. I mean, she mentions her often enough, but she doesn't actually appear in the show. Like Freddie appears more in the show, I think, than yeah. Roz's kid. And I think the whole idea was like because of the joke that I can't beat those other than hanging it on. I think it's the idea of being like Roz slept around quite a lot. Yeah, it kind of almost caught up with her, but then she kind of has to. She's finally accepting responsibility that she may not have a husband yet, but then she's got a child, and then yeah. things almost her kind of developing as a person more that she's now got to take care of something other than herself. I suppose, I suppose, if you look at it that way. And, See, you, uh, you thought I was going to go off on one there, but no. Uh, but like, uh, and I've read uh, that Hurricane pregnant in the show is one of the few times, because most TV shows, when I have, have women pregnant on the show, it sometimes is used to cover up the fact that the actress playing her is sometimes pregnant. Yeah, like it was with Jan Leaves. Yeah, well, she wasn't, uh, but weirdly enough, they, they just had it, she was gaining weight, and yet she actually does become pregnant in the series when she's not pregnant in real life. Yeah. Like, uh, I can't remember the name of the actress, but she plays like the mom, when the mum in uh, Modern Family, Claire. Oh. But she, she told about a story here, she was in a show called Boston Legal, and her character was pregnant as she was pregnant in real life. Yeah. And she said, like, how she went into labour on set while they were filming a scene of her character going into labour <laughs> so everybody on set didn't realise that well, she, she was had, in labour they just thought she was just a really good actress <laughs> <laughs> which must be a real it must be a really weird thing about like no this is not acting this is fucking real people yeah. <laughs> which must have been weird <laughs> but yeah we get confirmation that Rod's brain and this actually leads into the plot of the next episode which is tailed the kid yeah which is centred around whole her decision to to keep the kid well not just that but also how her involved she wants the actual father of the baby yeah. to be. Rick, right. I think that's his name. But we'll cover that in another episode because yeah. we're not doing that episode well, today. But On that one then, and what was the, the end credits on this one? Well, yeah, we're coming to the end credits where it's quite ironic that Eve is not leaving with Frederick, but she's leaving with somebody dressed as the devil. Yeah. <laughs> really. And then we just see Niles because he's so drunk. We see one of the like serv- servants that were serving like, food and that. They were just wandering about, just cleaning stuff up. And at first I'm like, we just follow this random character that we've not seen then. <laughs> she just walks by the fate and we see Niles drunkenly passed out with baby the bird next to him. <laughs> As I say, he's basically eventually crashed out with all that alcohol yeah. that he's consumed throughout the party. I think, again, we have com- I've com- compared to the, the innkeepers mm. in terms of the strength of on how it's written. I don't think I can give it anything less than a thumbs up. Mm, I, I would give it a... Ooh. 
I would give it a middling to up. Ah, I'm surprised. There's certain elements of the episode that, you know, bring it down a little, you know. How so? Well, I, as I say, I just, I've never really enjoyed the whole plotline of Ros being pregnant, blah, blah, blah. So on a personal level, that brings it down for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, all the other elements in the episode are definite. You know, it's a really funny fucking episode. Yeah. And really quite funny with the misunderstandings and Niles being drunk. Because I don't think you actually ever see Niles that drunk before no. or again. I don't think you do, no. But you know, but it's a really funny, funny thing. Little interactions between other characters. Like, I like that Frazier can take certain common sitcom tropes, as I mentioned before, but make it all its own and do it in its own way. Yeah, yeah. Like the way the idea of miscommunication stuff all going on, going on and doesn't resort to some of the same stuff that regular I'll, I'll revise my, my review. I will give it a, I will give it an up. <laughs> Tentatively. A tentative thumbs up. Yeah. A tentative thumbs up. But I don't, I don't think it deserves a middling. Mm-hmm. A tentative thumbs up. If you were, like give, if you were giving it like a middling up, then fair enough because I don't, I'm not sure what you said. Thumbs in the middle. I think if you're white, if you want to put somewhere in between, that's because it's your opinion. Yeah, I give it four out of five. <laughs> four out of five. As, yeah. as, as the dude says, you know, that's just like your opinion, man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, I'm from Fringe. I mean, sorry if it, if it didn't seem so concise when I actually talk about the party scene because, like, as I said, so much is happening. Yeah, it's there's really so much going on. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's hard to follow at times, but it's all good. Because, mm-hmm. like, I didn't even mention. Sorry, I didn't even mention the scene where Fraser Miles asked Mark if he's seen where Fraser is. He says no. Have you seen where Daphne is? He said no. Because Martin's not even paying attention. He's trying to flirt with this woman. Yeah. And he, he says no to both his questions because he don't know where they are. He goes. Well, Holmes, you've done it again. <laughs> <laughs> and we're moving on. We'll do like a quick kind of round up. We're going to be talking about impact because I thought that let's let's talk about impact on the show because quite possibly, in my opinion, the one of the best wrestling organizations at the moment. Because like I thought, because like Samaversary is really gaining a lot of attention. And it really July is. July 18th is the date where a lot of the wrestlers who were released uh, back in a couple months ago, their non compete clauses come yeah. up on that day. EC3 has as good as said he's going to be at some He's pretty much said all but confirmed I will be there. Yeah. Like he said back and forth with Moose. Like Moose even cut a promo on some of the guys who were yeah. And especially, especially like Vibrant when he talked about EC3 because apparently one of their last, one of the EC3's last feuds was over the, the now defunct grand title yeah. that he won from Moose. And Moose talked about how he owns EC3's ass and all that. And yeah. There's also the rumour that uh, he's Slater. Oh, could be. He brought back up on Raw. He's looking built, by the way. He is, isn't he? I He's mellow, man. Everybody, everybody joked like, "Oh, 3MB get released from WWE, get belt, come back when the title." But like, looking at Heath now, he is getting fucking. He is getting fucking built, and I love that fucking thing on Raw. I watched that, mm-hmm. like, like, like fuck nugget features when Cody him into a match with Drew, uh-huh. and then Drew, as you could expect, Drew kicked his ass. You know, <laughs> Drew kicked his ass, and then fucking Ziggler tried to beat him up, and fucking Drew came down and kicked fucking <laughs> kicked some ass, and then the two of them did the three MB, uh-huh. you know, and hugged it out. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty awesome. Some people in the comments section were saying the only thing that was missing was Jinder. Aye, you he's, know, he's apparently re- like 
injured his previously injured knee like it was more severe than they thought like so he's going to be out for a while now and, was, and I think there was talk of him getting a shot at, at Drew because yeah. they had the history there and honestly I know some people I mean we follow with some people but I think a Drew gender programme would would keep me much more interested than, a, than this whole Drew Dolph thing totally well I think I think it may just be a case of Dolph's being through in there because gender's hurt his knee again because like the thing with Drew and gender, like, because gender can hold me, all motivation could be very simple. Like, I went through the same journey you did. I went, I got fired, I worked my ass off, I came back, I won the title. Yeah, your team is a huge journey, whereas everybody just turned on me when I yeah, won the title. I never did, I thought it was cool. Yeah, no, but like, the vast majority of fans kind of dismissed the idea yeah, of gender being the champion. Dismissed like, the idea of the modern day Maharaja. <laughs> but, Loved that coming shit. back to, to Impact. A lot of rumours going around, and weirdly, because like I've mentioned before, how Eric Bischoff on his podcast has talked about him and like guys like Tony Savai within WCW. Yeah, yeah. They say while fans might think of Starcade as their marquee event, they kind of seen Halloween Havoc as their marquee kind of event. They're basically WrestleMania equivalent. Yeah. And I think weirdly, even though Bound for Glory has been built up as the WrestleMania of Impact, Slammiversary the last few years has been the more talked about show they've done. Yeah. Like, 2016, when every, all the talk was Impact is running out of money, Impact running out of money, they're going to be defunct within a year. Yeah. The thing, everybody wanted to watch some Aversity that year because Matt and, Matt and Jeff had started the Broken Universe, which they had a match in that show, which then led to the final deletion some months yeah, later. Yeah, yeah. 2018, people thought, oh, that redemption paper you back in April was actually pretty good. But then they, they knocked it out of the park again with Slam Aversity. That's when people started to think, maybe Impact is viable again. yeah. They were less like hyped about 2019, but that still had the intrigue of first ever intergender pay review main event, Sammy Kelly and Tessa Blanchard, and then that rivalry. I, I loved it. And then you had now you've got this with like yeah. who's gonna show up, who's gonna be the fourth man. Yeah, every everyone like the the fucking IW fucking C right, like mm-hmm. in the fucking wrestling community, they're always shitting all over Impact. Mm-hmm. But see if we actually fucking pulled the stick out of us and took a second to actually look at the product. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, my personal opinion is better than the rest. Because it burdens them. It covers all fucking bases, you know what I mean? You've got I mean you look at Slamiversary, right? Mm-hmm. You've got fucking Jordan Grace defending against Diana Perazzo. And I see when that woman made her debut. Yeah. Fuck man, did you see that shit? Yeah, the way she's just like boom. I basically squashed Alicia Edwards in her first match. Kicked her ass. Pretty much, yeah. You know, you've got the weird and kinda intriguing pair in a Sammy and fucking Shamrock, <laughs> Shamrock. against the North. And, and the thing that was good enough, I watched actually the last few weeks of Impact in preparation for this, and I must say, I said to you before we started recording, I was fairly impressed with the vast majority of shit that I saw. Oh yes, that tag finisher that the North did, like the over yeah, from Josh yeah. Lyman, shoulders over into the Spinebuster for me, base. It's so unique and, and also, it's so fluid. And I know the way they do it, and also it's it's so cool. Like, you can believe that they're the longest reign titans. You look, you look at that tag, and like you think of it, and maybe we'll see an example of it at Slammiversary. Yeah, but you yeah. wonder like how do you counter a move like that? Because I look at <laughs> it, it, doesn't seem like any obvious way to unless you like you fire over the shoulders once you once you're on judge yeah. shoulders. But once you've been thrown over to Ethan Page, how do you counter? How do you get out of that move? There's no yeah, get out. There's no get out. The on- do you know the only move in Impact that still makes me giggle because I just don't buy it? 
Mm. Moose is finisher. That spear where he does the, I the like, weird, the weird. I like that. The weird flip, he does a flip as he does it. I just think it. It seems to take a lot of it, and I excuse the pun, but it takes a lot of impact away <laughs> from it. I like, I like what Moose is doing with the whole "I'm the TNA and yeah. and how in how almost animated George Matthews gets. Like he's he's not a champion. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm waiting for the moment where he just film Mogatu like yeah, fucking. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Doesn't anyone notice this? I fucking Madison Rae just sitting there going, I but yes, but. Right. I keep forgetting they're actually married, Madison Rae and Josh Matthews. Fuck it, ugly. Right. So the technically. Fuck you, I impact, never did know that. So there's something impact unique. It's got the first ever husband and wife commentary <laughs> team. Josh Matthews has got a butt. <laughs> I, I did like when Susie came in and she's waving, like, who is she waving at? She's waving to all your friends, Josh. <laughs> Also, I'm, say, I'm, it, I'm loving Rosemary. Mm-hmm. Ro- she's insane. Can I say, what, what was your opinion on the thing? When all these dockets were kind of pairing up, everybody seemed to think online they're bringing back the women's tie belts. Yeah. And then they didn't. Yeah. And like, I think the whole reason they didn't this whole pair up is basically like, for the for the gauntlet match. Like, basically, like, oh my god, Susie and Kyla Ray, they were friends and they're facing or like Kira Hogan and Tasha Steeles are are fighting each other. Like, yeah. the idea of like basically dissension between tie bars, but. I actually think that if you're going to bring back those tie belts, now is the time, I think. Yeah. I've got to say, though, mm-hmm. and I'm, now that you've what, you've caught up the last couple of weeks... I haven't seen the episode that's airing this week. No, I've I not mean, seen I, that one yet. I, I meant to watch because I've like, I seen like, I was, Josh Alexander fighting Sam McCall and I want to see that match. Yeah, yeah. But no, I've got to say, despite... Mm-hmm. putting the belt on a bitch who wouldn't actually fucking show up oh, and yeah, the, the whole thing about do her goddamn job she wouldn't send promos and shit like that I mean fair enough you're stuck in Mexico which we all found out was bullshit anyway she's an American citizen she could come back mm-hmm. fucking film some shit send it to Impact yeah. you yeah. know don't sit there like some skank in your bikini fucking hoarding the belt up just because you can't be fucked coming to do your job they wonder Impact at least they got the belt back but do you know what we should have done? Mm-hmm. We shouldn't have put that belt on somebody that looked like a child weight on. We should have put it on goddamn Taya Valkyrie. Mm, I, I really enjoyed Taya, Taya Valkyrie. Taya Valkyrie is fucking awesome. And she is huge. <laughs> I mean, Jordan Grace is huge too, but she's also very small. <laughs> Compact, I think is the yeah, phrase. She is almost shorter than the ring ropes. <laughs> she, is, she is a compact little dynamo. She did a dive to it saying it's not called a tope, it's called a lope, I believe it's called. Yeah, and I, I'm very much, a, I'm, I'm on Ryan's side, I'm very much a fan of Triple XL. Oh yeah, AC you know, and AC and, and... I can't remember his name. His, his buddy. Mm-hmm. But, and I like the fact that AC has lost weight now. Yeah. Because he just, he looks like he can move now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely, it definitely benefits him. But, well, and I, also I like... Bah! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, What's interesting, like, people going between companies right now, because, like, Tasha Steeles, I vaguely remember, she popped up in NWA. Yeah. She didn't do a whole lot. She's basically there at both, like, the face side of the women's division. Yeah. But she didn't really win a whole lot. I'm her, not, her, I'm first, not... her first match was, like, at the, at the first pay-per-view proper they had since they started their whole, like, weekly TV show. Yeah. And she lost to the now women's champion Thunder Rosa, but, like, I think she's actually doing a lot better in Impact than... Mm. Had a theory, by the way. What the? Well, you know how upcoming Slammiversary, right? With the title match. Yeah. It's Trey, Ace Austin, who I hope fucking wins, Eddie Edwards, and question mark. Mm-hmm. What if? What if? 
what if? And it's a long shot, right? Because he's not been involved in any major story mm-hmm. as such. What if Rich Swan's knee is better? Potential. Potentially Rich Swan. I, I don't think it'll be. I think. I do think we're going to have EC3. I don't think. I My theory is EC3 doesn't appear in the four way. EC3, because uh, Tommy Dreamer's fighting Moose. So he might get involved in that. So, like, I think Moose. Like beats Tommy after a very short but competitive match, but then Moose kind of try and call somebody because like he said, "Oh, this is the night where a former teenage champ may appear." Yeah, we'll come out face the new teenage champ, and out comes EC3, kicks his ass, and then like someone else, some other former Impact star comes out in the main event. Yeah, I'm thinking, I don't know, Eric Young, someone like Eli. That ilk. Do you know who I'm loving? Because they tease the whole big tease of Super Eric. Because yeah. he's all ego, like, Eric Young is too scared to go in the ring. And like, I think you're going Super Eric. Do you know who I'm loving back in it at the moment? I know he's a TNA original. Huh. Crazy Steve. Yeah. Or before before we had the unfortunate removal of Joey Ryan. Oh. Mentally unwell Steven. Oh, I love that. Because like, they tease the whole thing, like the Johnny Swinger and Chris Bay and the mystery partner versus uh, the Deaners and... Um, well, the match which went ahead, and then the week before, they, also, they teased also that match with Crazy Steve, and then just no mention of it. They just swept Steve into this thing with Moose. Yeah. No mention of I Joey hated Ryan that. Have Kirk. you seen that that match? Crazy Steve got annihilated well, by Moose. Can I just say about Hernandez? It was better than his match when it was the scene match was better than the thing he did with Hernandez because Hernandez is not looking as big as he's looking. He's nah, looking he's flabby. looking kind of flabby. Yeah. Also, he's, I liked it like, the other week he was just doing arm wrestling yeah. with the Deaners. He doesn't look... He's not as... Uh, he was never the most corny wrestler. Do you the thing we did the board off and nearly dropped Doug Williams on his fucking neck? Yeah. Nearly fucking killed the guy. <laughs> like, now that he's carried his extra weight, he's even fucking worse than he was before. Yeah. And... Didn't he used to tag with Chavo? Yeah, and uh, Homicide in the original LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Won mm-hmm. the tag belts with Chavo, did he not? Yeah. Very briefly. Yeah. I believe they lost to me a weird team of Bobby Roode and Austin Eddie's. Yeah. They were called the Dirty Heels. He's a, isn't he a bit of a cockbag now, though? Austin Aries. Okay. Yeah, I think when we finally go back to our Empire Rich Bedroom, eventually we'll talk about how much of a cockbag Austin Aries is. I mean, he always looked like a cockbag. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know he was as much a one as he looked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know? uh, but yeah, I like the whole thing like, Mr. Dooney. He's got the thing with Tommy Dreamer coming back, and I think we're going to have. Uh, something with EC3 happening because they keep me going back and forth. Mm. Uh, Did you hear that uh, Gallows and Anderson have basically confirmed they are working with Impact now as well? Potentially, I heard they were in talks because like July 18th they're going to release an episode of their podcast Talking Shop where like yeah. they're not going to they're going to basically they're describing it as a tell-all kind of thing where yeah. they're basically being very open about their WWE experience. From what from what I heard, they likely the potential terms would deal with Impact because Impact are saying look, you can be with us. And when everybody, and everything's ready and able to move about again, you can go and work in Japan too. Because like, they're like over as fuck in Japan. Like, like TJP is uh, working on back, but he's also been doing some stuff in New Japan as well. Yeah. Like they started this new thing, the Lions Break project, where they did this secret taping in LA. Yeah. Some of their new LA dojo guys and some established guys, and TJP's on it. Him and Jeff, guys, the guys like Jeff Call were on that. So, you know. Yeah. It's interesting, like, the relationship they have with other companies and. One of the weirdly more interesting things for me about Slammers of the T's, even if it doesn't happen, uh, especially because like for me it's interesting because I watched it when it happened, the T's of Deal Brown bringing getting the band back together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that when he stood up and the 80s and 80s first was on his chair. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
Well, remember the Billy Ray's ROH contracts? That is up. So he well. could come if you want to do it. And he's been one of the people teased in that. Like, when they call it, when they show that person yeah. watching the video. Leo Rush as well mm-hmm. was teased. And uh, I do like Wes Briscoe, who's formerly part of the States, put a photo of his vest. He's made it on Twitter asked, is it time to ride again? Question mark. Yeah. And... I say, like, there's so much happening in Impact at the moment. Mm-hmm. I want to... So much. One thing that is kind of upsetting about it is, this big review, like, who's showing up to, to Impact? The annoying thing about it is, it's the reveal of, like, oh my god, it's this person. Like, if only they had a crowd there to react to, oh my god, so-and-so's back. Yeah. Uh, but part of the reason these people were fired was because they were cutting costs because of COVID. So so most of them, if it wasn't for COVID, and the fact there was no crowd, wouldn't be fired in the first place, so they yeah. wouldn't go to impact in the first place. But, like, it's just a weird way. Sort of, like, you want a crowd to react, like, oh my god, the big pop of the return of EC3 or Bully Ray or whoever it is that's coming. But you know what? I, I honestly, personally think, right, Impact does a hell of a lot more with its talent than other companies do. I do think they do. I'm glad with the idea of them bringing new people in because, <laughs> or in some cases, older, yeah, former yeah. stars of that. Because for the most part, as much as they do do a good job to fill like the two hours that they have, Yeah. looking on their website, I can't help but thinking in some aspects the roster is a little thin. It is. In some aspects. It is in some aspects. That's why bringing in people is, is a good thing. Like the women's division. Stank. The women's division is fucking stellar. You've got your de- a decent main event scene. If you bring in one or two more teams, like if you, if Galazans and Ari come back, yeah, and like maybe one or two more X Division guys, so you've got the like TJP, Rich Swan, Willie Mack, and you could potentially have Leo Rush. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, if, if he came in, have him and Chris Bay in a one-on-one match. Oh. That'd be something. I like I like that seriously, but I want to know who's under that match. I want to know who. It's <laughs> like. It could be TJP, like the best TJP basically being himself and Suicide because he was Suicide for yeah, a while. Yeah. Do you know who one of my favourite teams in Impact is? Ladinos. <laughs> Love Ladinos. <laughs> see when they, see when uh, Cousin Jake was... Is Cousin Jake we one or the big one? I don't know, I was asking. I'll, I'll be new with Well, see Louisian. I think Louisian's Cody and Jake's the bigger uh, one. Well, see Cody. <laughs> see when they were having the whole COVID thing and they couldn't be in the team. <laughs> and he was training himself. Yeah. And he wrestled a tree. <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. See, whenever he's getting psyched up, he goes... He turns the, turns the hat around like... Oh, no, I, I, I like think of that when it looks like he was going to fight Tony Savage, he's going to beat Hernandez in the arm wrestling, and then suddenly just the record chart like, oh, God, and then just easily, just, <laughs> easily gets beat by Hernandez. Yeah. I, just, I want one of these shirts. Give her 24-7. <laughs> I want one of them. Uh, so, yeah, there is a lot definitely happening. But again, mm. I said... One or two, like, because, like, the thing with Jake Chris, it wasn't just, apparently, from what I heard, isn't just uh, the whole, like, speaking out thing that got him side as well as Joey Ryan. That was Dave Chris. Dave Chris was the one that went, Jake's still there. Really? Yeah. Right, Jake Chris got, I think, I think it's because Jake Chris got taken off because, like, I realised, like, probably because he was with Joey Ryan, I don't know why I got, but yeah, Dave Chris got taken off. Yeah. And so did Michael Elgin as well. That sucked. Yeah, but Elgin was solid, mm-hmm. but it's a sh- it shit happens. But, yeah, so have, but like the thing with Dave Chris, sir, is from what I've heard, it's not just the whole speaking out thing that's that's fucked him. 
apparently before the he did have an attitude problem. Yeah. Like he was getting a like a, almost like arguments and fights with people backstage, and he was getting to the stage where even his own brother and Sammy. Jake and Sarah were just like not even sticking up for him anymore. Like, no, like, you've you've made your own bed. Mate, fuck you. Like, which is probably why Ovi kind of weirdly split the way it did. Like, Sammy's always on now with Shamrock. Mm. Fulton's backing up uh, Ace Austin. I'm loving him. And Jake and I love like the reveal of him <laughs> as the attacker uh, of trade because like Eddie Edwards is standing there and just like with like no priors like <laughs> seeing him before and even the same just the way he just emerges, just pops up, just like. Where the fuck did you come from? Yeah. I love the fact... See, a guy his size can't exactly sneak yeah, up on I love you. the fact that, see, with Fulton, and his whole new entrance music thing, and he comes in, he does all this mentally, like, ah, and then he turns into Diesel. Mm-hmm. He goes, he goes, ah, and then he goes... That's basically what they are. They are the new Michael Diesel. Because NXT already has the female version of Michael's and Diesel with yeah. Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Ace Austin is fucking awesome. I know. You know, I mean, see that whole thing with the, with the, with the jackets and the staff and the and the be, that weird be, movie he does where he slits people's fingers with the card. He's basically like Gambit from X Men. That's why he's we taking it from. Yes, he's so cool. And it's a weird thing. If you didn't have the mystery opponent aspect, I would I would have said he's gonna win. But I think the fact that you're teasing this mystery fourth person, it feels like the scene has done the corner where the fourth man has to win. Pesh. Ace has to win. Ace is I'm fucking brilliant. I'm just, I'm just saying. You're forgetting the, the, the ace in the hole. <laughs> Being Madman. Why is he not described as... Why is he not referred to him as that? Why is Ace not referred to to maybe Ace Austin, as his Ace in the home? Maybe Ace Austin does not like puns. I don't know. <laughs> well, his finish is called the Fold, something like that. That is a great finisher. Yeah, no, but like it's a, it's a, it's a do with cards and poker. Yeah, then you fold. Maybe he so does like, not like puns, but he likes puns. <laughs> anyway, but like yeah, there is just so much like happening. We could be here longer, but I think we don't have as much time. But we don't know. I, Paul, I, I am to be a chef tonight. But Paul, it brings me to an idea I've had. Go on then. What is your idea? I, uh, we are going to do this quiz eventually. Yeah. When exactly? I don't know. So I am going to win this quiz eventually. No. We are going to do this eventually. And you will cry. Here's my idea. This quiz, you win this quiz. Uh-huh. You win a battle. You don't win the war, though. You don't uh, win the war? I'm proposing a best of three. <laughs> not just, not, not, qu- not as in three quizzes. We do best of three. We have the quiz. Yeah. Not necessarily in this order, by the way, but I'm just yeah. gonna, The quiz, we have predictions. Do two different sets of predictions. The first set will be we make predictions for Slammiversary. Oh. And we're basically whoever gets the most right wins. Them's fighting words. I was originally gonna say and then the third one the stage and one thing you did will be predictions for like extreme rules, but like extreme rules is the day after so I don't think there's any point in doing that. And more to the point, with everything that's happening at Extreme Rules, who really cares anyway? So maybe either we'll, e- we'll either do the third prediction will either come at Takeover, NXT Takeover, the weekend of SummerSlam or SummerSlam itself. 
Yeah. Most likely NXT for two reasons. One, we may be doing something else for SummerSlam because we've got some unfinished business with some people. We do. And to Fucking if, Starcade. If and if we and if it's one one going into NXT and we do predictions, you as not an NXT viewer, it'd be even funnier if you somehow managed to fluke your way into a win at NXT. Yeah, that'd be I, pretty cool. So what do you think of my, my challenge, my best of three? Oh, I've not even mentioned the best part. What's that? The uh, what the winner gets. As in, certainly I, it's in, in the weeks following this, we will do a podcast reviewing something. The winner will choose what we review, and the loser must go along with it, no matter how much, no matter their objections. The winner will choose something for them to review, and basically... The loser just has to go along with it. If I win, mm-hmm. I'm going to make you review Mr. Nanny. Mm. Oh, God. Hulk Hogan in a tutu. <laughs> no, I, was like, I thought you were going to do a whole lot worse, to be honest with you. What did you think I was going to do? I don't know. You I, do? You just I, don't I, I knew it was going to be bad. You just don't want to say in case I'll make you do it. Yeah. But anyway, and I, don't, and I haven't even thought that what I would make you watch. So how are you going to feel reviewing Mr. Nanny when... I'm not going to review Mr. Nanny. But you are it. because you're going to lose. I'm not going to lose. But you are because you're going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> you're just repeating yourself, it's, aren't you? It's inevitable that you will lose because I am I am of a superior quizzing mind. <laughs> that fact has been proven many times on that phone quiz. But, well, how are you going to feel if you somehow, you somehow wouldn't have quiz, but how are you going to feel if you do these predictions for your beloved impact? And somehow I am able to defeat you with predictions for Impact Wrestling. I will not be sore about it. Really? You you are not a good loser. You admitted that over no, an hour I, ago. I will not be sore about it. Because my my um, thing about Impact, right? If I'm wrong, mm-hmm. as long as I'm not right about who could win other than who I've picked, mm-hmm. I'll be okay. Mm. Like... As much as I love Sammy Callahan, mm. I couldn't give a flying fuck about Shamrock. <laughs> but as much as I love Sammy Callahan, mm-hmm. I personally think it's a silly thing to put him in this weird tag situation. He should be going for the goddamn belt. You know? I want the North to retain. You, you, you don't have to give your predictions here now, I'm just letting you know. No, I'm just going to hit out with it. I want the North to retain. Mm-hmm. I want Ace Austin to win. As long as Eddie Edwards doesn't win, I don't care. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I feel I, he's a total fud. As much as I, I think he's okay, but I don't know much about him. But have you seen oh. those fucking stupid jeans he wears? Like I don't know much about him, but I don't. Unfortunately, Trey. He's Trey. he's immediately <laughs> a cock. <laughs> I'm just saying he's immediately the bottom of the list of, the, yeah. of people I think going to win that main event. Unfortunately, he's like, he's, he's just there. He's the cock bag of the mix. Well, that's a bit harsh. I don't really know. I just don't like him. He's a fud. But he's one of the rascals. <laughs> I don't much like Glenn Myler. Fucking the big old kill finisher, the insult pitcher De- thing. Dezen Wentz. Zachary Wentz. He's, he's opening up his own training school, apparently. With Ace Austin as part of the team. Yeah. And that uh, Kimberly, Lee, who was weirdly... Her time in WWE confused me. Is she like kind of chunky chick that kept trying to butter havoc with knuckles? 
I think so, yeah. yeah. But like, she... And then Nevea kicked her ass. She's like, Abby Lace or something like that she was called in WWE. She joined the Me Young Classic. She talked about how she, Me Young passed on her like finishing roll-up move to somebody and that person trained her and then they passed it on to her. Yeah. So basically the way they pulled up being the Me Young Classic, they basically positioned Abby as a favourite to win it. And she goes out in the quarterfinals. She signs an NXT contract. Yeah. She's barely on TV and then she just fucks off into the... Oh, by the way, she's been released... Yeah. So, so you know, she, her time in WWE confused me. I just want to get out of there. So hopefully, better things for her coming in. Uh, in See what I mean? Impact can take a person and use them well. WWE can take a person, sign them, and then not even fucking use them. Mm-hmm. WWE, for the most part, apart from their top level guys. Mm-hmm. And by the way, to all those that think I mean sexist, I just mean guys generally. Yeah, I, I get it. You know, Billy. I don't care if you're a chick or a dude. I'll call you dude regardless. You know. Oh, fuck's sake, I'll even call you bro. <laughs> you know, I don't care. Oh, I mean, NXT, you want to talk about, they did do a really good, like, last two weeks, they bring back the Great American Bash. You had Rhea Ripley doing a double, like, reverse Cloverleaf move. <sighs> Looked fucking impressive as well. And you had that, that, that guy, Dexter Loomis, the whole, like, wide-eyed, creepy bastard. <laughs> he, he's one of the best characters they've got. Wide-eyed, creepy bastard. Like, he tried to kidnap Roderick Strong and put him in a trunk, <laughs> and Roderick Strong, had to, Roderick Strong had to go to therapy. That's a funny storyline, and it's hilarious. <laughs> At least I feel so. So, I'm looking forward to this, this this best of three, shall we say. Yeah. It shall be good. It shall be. And I will be right on every goddamn level, and I will win, and you will review Hulk Hogan in a tutu. We'll see. Until next time, if you want to look back on our previous quizzes or the or our previous impact retrospective or Frasier reviews, you can look at our back catalogue on all good Android podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podbean, anywhere you prefer to get your podcasts from. Anywhere, everywhere, come on. And the links, Listen to us. The links to those podcasts have been shared on our social media uh, at SP Rambling on Twitter. You can get me at TomCloud1996 on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash rambling podcast you want to send us any booze or any money send it to me <laughs> we uh, he doesn't want it <laughs> we send uh, any abuse you may have or any negativity we have the show you can send that to uh, at Ross McLeod 93 <laughs> send it to him he'll he'll deal with it I'm sure it'll get to us eventually or send it to someone who cares <laughs> uh, you can look forward to us talking more about impact in the coming weeks uh, again, we will get that quiz done. When? I don't know. I don't want to make any promises because I don't know. Good few ciders down. I'm no longer sitting on my chair. I'm sitting behind my chair. And I think Paul gave me a talk about Impact and I want to make this decision about what theme song is as Impact related. Because I don't know if they're going to be there. But I think just in case they are at Slammiversary, I say we end this, this, this show with Aces and Eights the theme song. Hell yes. The lyrical version. Because Hell that, yes. Because that's a badass theme, I think. Better than OVE's theme? Yes. I think, for lyrical-wise, yes, there's not really many lyrics in OVE other than shouting the words OVE over and over again. It's all you need, though. It's all you need. Well, you decide which is better as we play the, uh, the Aces and Eights theme song. And until next time, we hope you enjoy the song about Impact and Frasier. And we'll just say... Woo. Ta-ta. Ta-ta.
Everybody feels the aces in 